restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the Information Super Highway Glorious All Hallows Eve to all. Is it All Hallows Eve, Tess? <laughs> maniacal laugh. Maniacal um, laugh. I think it's like Devil's Night or something tonight. I don't, I don't know. I don't know all the other things associated with it. I just know All Hallows Eve is tomorrow, baby. You excited, Tez? You going trick-or-treating? Oh, mate. Around no. Shaftesbury. <laughs> Around Shaftesbury. No, uh, well, excited, yes. Trick-or-treating, no. Uh, I'm an adult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. You're never too um, old to go around knocking on people's doors asking for a trick or a treat. <laughs> I'm glad you have any gluten-free snacks available. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Have you got to do low sugar? I can't have that. The sugar content is too high, yeah. so find something else. I, a rice cake this year is a treat for you, Tess. Not, not, uh, years past, that would have been a trick. But this year, a rice cake is a treat. <laughs> a rice cake with a bit of peanut butter on it. It's all right. Hummus, mate. Hummus. Hummus. It's good. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, how you doing, mate? It's good to be here. Time to talk some <laughs> wrestling here on the Ministry of Slam again. It's glorious. Yeah, everyone. we're back. We're back once again. Um, how's it going with, with you? I'm all right, Tez. I'm all right, Tez. I um, Well, I'll ask you a question. Yesterday, mm. I'm going to put myself right on the line here. People will find out. Yesterday, for the first time ever in my life, Rock and roll time. I did a face mask. Can you tell? Well, I was gonna say you you look glowing tonight. I did. Meryl was like, "You should try it." I was like, "Might as well. Let's do it." It was this sort of you know, like Ghostbusters and Slimer and Peter Venkman had all slime on his face. It was like that. Oh. It was like I got slimed by Peter, by Slimer all over my face. Oh and my then, goodness. Um, but yeah, can you tell? Can it? Can chat tell? Podcast Is listeners, it- can you hear it? Is this when we cut to like a face mask ad? Yeah, not sponsored by face masks. <laughs> Yet. But there we go. No, that's not that's not that good. Uh, that wasn't very exciting. But no, I've been doing lots of other bits and bobs. Just uh, yeah, just just having just enjoying enjoying life, Tess. Enjoying life and doing lots of yeah. MOS stuff behind the scenes and uh, lots of bits and bobs like that. Chatting to you, watching some films. Uh, I put in the Discord on Friday. What horror film should we watch? And mm-hmm. then we ended up watching The Northman, which is not a horror film. Oh uh, yeah, bloody good. good. Yeah. yeah, it is bloody. I've not good. seen that. And then last night we watched Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Khan! Which is great too. Khan! Khan! Um, and then we just started watching Ash vs. Evil Dead again. So we've not seen season three yet. Yeah, I've still not finished series two. Oh, like, you're not? No. I, I, seems sacrilege to say because, you know, being a horror boy. But yeah, I've, I just really struggled with season two. I don't oh, know really? what it was. Yeah. I liked it. I liked um. I liked it. So, yeah, I can't really remember much of it, so it's good to watch it again. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. You had a good week. Good show on Tuesday, guys. If you haven't checked it out, check out the Ultimate Horror Showdown from Tez and all the MOH gang. It was the Ultimate Horror Showdown uh, where they had a sort of league table and votes of the greatest horror films uh, ever. Uh, And it's well worth going to check out the stream. Um, Some prime highlights of Crimson Mel doing a swerve, bro. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. I had Mal and um, Olus Carter on, who's going to be on like the Smithsonian Channel soon, and he's done one of those reenactment things of like most evil killers. All right. Um, so he's going to be on your, on your TV screens in various forms. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, good chat. Good chat with the guys. Some of my films, some of my favourites went out quite early. I was pretty heartbroken. You were gutted. That, but... Yeah. That's what happens, you know. Tilly, that's what happens. It's competition. Mm. It's competition. Uh, are you getting glad you're coming to the end of the horror month, watching all the horror? Yeah, it seems strange strange to say because, like, you know, I love watching horror. I love watching horror films. But, um, oh, man, when you're watching a horror film, a specific horror film, every night, along with trying to watch some more current things for, like, reviews. I've got a couple of reviews coming up this week on uh, on MOH. My God, I mean, it, it takes up quite a bit of your time. I'll be honest. A movie, a movie a day uh, yeah. keeps the friends away. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. Uh, right. So there we go. It's good. Good to be here, mate. Good to be here on this glorious Sunday, the Halloween, the night before Halloween. And we're here to talk about mm. some lots of rest of stuff. And welcome to everybody who is here listening on the podcast feed. Thank you to everybody who checks out the MOH or the MOS network around the information superhighway on the podcast feed. And everybody here who is live in the chat room here on YouTube. Welcome to everybody. It's good to have you guys here. And uh, if you want to check out, we've got the memberships underneath player. And super chats are open. It's a great way to support the MOS network if you guys want to check that out and tonight we will be talking about oh we're excited about mgf becoming a baby face uh the elite are they back and who is uncle howdy and also all the week's wrestling news you can call in via zoom this week in wrestling history me and tez watched a wcw halloween havoc match from 1990 featuring the nasty boys and the steiner brothers and we're both going to talk about that and we are going to be taking your calls. I can't remember if I've said that or not. But if you want to call in, <laughs> download Zoom and you can come and talk to the Ministry of Slam and get your voice heard on a podcast network that goes all around the information super highway. So, uh, Tez, you ready to get into the wrestling news? Oh, I think it's about time. Let's go. It is the news. It's the news, Tez. It's time for the wrestling news. No damage, just slamming. Uh, first up on the news, Mike Tyson to do commentary for next week's AEW Rampage. Uh, Tyson will appear as a special guest commentator for the show. He previously appeared on AEW back in 2020, confronting Chris Jericho on an episode of AEW Dynamite. He also presented the TNT Championship to Cody at Double or Nothing 2020, when Cody became the inaugural champion by defeating Lance Archer in a tournament final. I have to question... Whoever made this decision, have they heard Mike Tyson talk? <laughs> they probably thought, well, we've got, we've got JR slipping up every five minutes, so what's the worst that can happen? I know. It's quite weird, really. And having Mike Tyson on commentary, what sort of role is he? He should be like enforcer around the ring. It should be Mike Tyson. You know, Jericho's lipping off, and I've got Mike Tyson, because didn't they like, didn't Mike Tyson join the inner circle at some point? Something like that. They tried to do like a, a mini. DX thing from like 98 or whenever it was and it was just like uh, and th this was during prime prime dynamite and it was one of those segments where it was like ah, that's pretty forgettable unfortunately yeah yeah it was a bit bad but um yeah I don't know whether having Mike Tyson on just comment I'm sure he's going to do something like and Sammy Rampage what? as well like Rampage, Rampage has yeah. been great Rampage while, I, I tell you what I, I hope Mike Tyson just punches Sammy Guevara something like that that'd be great just punch Sammy Guevara, Mike Tyson. Everyone would love that. The ultimate 
a baby face maneuver there i feel would be good i'm not in i'm not in the jericho appreciation society punch there you go you'd Take. hope that they do something where he's there at the start of the show and they open the show with someone lipping off or someone attacking him or something just to maybe use him for a, a bit of a story over a week or two or a couple of weeks but also to maybe get him off the commentary desk because i can't imagine is either one gonna have much valuable to say yeah and two he's got a unique voice hasn't he yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Mickey Mouse. Uh, he's been punching the mouth, commentating on the AEW. Get ready. <laughs> Did you ever see that fight yet? Was it last year he had a fight, didn't he? Oh, uh, what, when he returned to boxing? Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't watch it, but I heard that, you know, it was like, uh, it's two old guys fighting. It's not, you know. Talking about fights, Tez, did you see last night that Jake Paul beat Anderson Silva? So, oh yeah. shit was that last yeah, night yeah by a unanimous decision really yeah in a boxing match I mean I, I still I still feel that any pool fight is rigged uh, I just can't help it after seeing some of the highlights of um, he had a boxing fight with a, a MMA guy that was predominantly a wrestler can't remember his name but that was a that was a shambles and then he had the fight with Tyrone Woodley mm, yeah, yeah. and there's a couple of moments I saw where he almost got knocked down and then Tyrone Woodley stopped from continuing to go after him and it was like what are you doing you've got an opportunity to win by knockout and then it's it's, it's clear that it's like okay you, you got to make the fight look good but I don't know I can't help but just feel that it's all a big work bro it's a work it's a work bro so yeah I mean Anson Silver wasn't ever a boxer much of a punch was he, he was more of a kicks guy wasn't he Oh yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, I mean, yeah, his kicks were really. I mean, he he was known for his speed and his like maneuvering, like some of the stuff, like classic hands and silver. He broke his incredible. leg once, didn't he, by kicking someone else's leg, and that was gross. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was a period where like every other month there was a UFC leg break, and it was just like Blah. this is just what. But goodness me, um, yeah. How are you finding UFC? Are you still watching it a lot? Because of course, a few months ago you were like you got a UFC fight pass or whatever it's called. Are you still oh, are you still I'm... watching it much, Tess? I've not logged into Fight Pass in a little while. I um I've had BT Sport for a bit, which has the pay per views. Um, I've recently cancelled BT Sport because I was like, it's just expensive. Um, for what it is. Yeah. Um, but I would just find that it would basically just be filling up my skybox because you got three hours of prelims, three to four hours of the main card, and as soon as I start watching it, and you get to a really dull fight, just kills my enthusiasm. Um, you start I think falling what, asleep. Yeah. I think what I need is a fighter to come along that has a lot of character or for me to know about a fighter that has a lot of character because when it's just creator fighter A versus creator fighter B and they just circle around each other for three rounds, it's like, why am I watching this? This yeah. is boring. Yeah. Or they're just they're just on the floor and it's like, oh, he's got, he's got ground control. Like, yeah. He's going to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I have I used to watch some of it, but I'm, I've not watched a lot of it. But you never know. Could you know? Could maybe there'll be some eyes and ears from the MS Network watching some uh, UFC in the coming mm. future. Who knows? Who knows, ladies and gentlemen? Who knows? Who, who, kn who knows? Who? Isn't that uh, <laughs> Tom Baker from Box Who Curator? There. Uh, next, should we go for the next <laughs> one, Tess? There's a nice tangent uh, on Mike Tyson now. I like that. Oh, the, uh, we've got another AEW tournament. Um, I didn't even pick up on this, to be honest. Uh, during Friday's AEW Rampage, a tournament to crown a future contender to the AEW world title was announced. 
The eight-man tournament will conclude at November's full gear with the winner getting their title shot at Dynamite Winter is Coming on December 14th in Garland, Texas. The first two participants were also announced in Dante Martin and Ethan Page, two guys who barely have singles matches. Um, AEW has had held several world title eliminator tournaments in the past including the same format for last year's full gear where brian danielson defeated miro who was a sub for john moxley due to moxley entering alcohol rehab it's a bit silly when people can just wrestle moxley on that week's dynamite like penta this week just have it i'm going for the belt you know why do they have these tournaments for this i know it creates time it takes up time on the tv show i guess and gives a match a little bit of a reason to happen at full gear you know but then on rampage he had a, a match which was a title eliminator match which to begin with i was like wait what why would the champion be in a title elimination yeah. match but the idea being if it's a non-title loses. match but if the other guy wins then which they I get hate. a future title shot which i'm like wwe does all the time it's shit the thing is i i can get it if it's part of like to build a new little feud or storyline or whatever where i beat you Therefore, I deserve a title shot. Yeah, I can get it from that perspective. When it's like this is a title eliminator match, it just to me it's basically saying this is just to get more wins. You know that the champion has defended his title thirty times in the last two weeks. Um, eh, I mean the thing is the first like I mentioned the first two participants Dante Martin and Ethan, Ethan Page. Page. Yeah, don't get me wrong, both great in the ring. Dante Martin, we haven't seen on tv he's for been a few on telly weeks. for ages he's brilliant though he'll be and, a great character playing the video game yes uh, and ethan page who's maybe had three singles matches since signing however yeah. long ago it was yeah i, I like ethan page i like ethan page God, as well he barely gets used he was better was it the men of the year when he was with scorpio sky i preferred him then when he was like that rather than in the firm yeah they were a good tag team i like those guys they'd be a great tag team together now to go against the acclaimed if yeah. they were still together as bad I'd guys like against the acclaim. I'd like that. Also, I mean, it's not in the news. Billy Gunn has probably had his fingers chopped off, Tez. Bloody hell. Unbelievable. <sighs> that's a bit silly, Surely that's, it? that's an assault. I mean, Swerve needs to be taken down and arrested for chopping off Billy Gunn's fingers. Yeah, it's, I mean, my, my first thought when I watched it was just like, what is going on? But then I thought, well, I mean, Christ, I grew up with the Attitude Era. Craziest stuff happened then. You can't fault a company for trying to do something a bit out of left field it was a bit weird but I mean, I thought, okay, had his eye out a couple of years ago and it's imagine he going oh, back oh, fucking hell yeah <laughs> that's a very good point that's a very good point no um, more, no, my name what? is no, no more scissoring for daddy ass i know i said to meryl <laughs> what, what do you think about you know that uh billy gunn can't do any scissoring anymore and she was like didn't know what i was talking about she was just confused <laughs> i mean one of the things when it talked about the the, pr- the previous year's like sort of tournament Brian Danielson defeating Miro. I mean, where is Miro? He's not injured, is he? Seamus' wedding. Oh, right. One of the best men, I think. Love doesn't stink. The best man. Yeah, he's the best man. for. He entered to his old crap theme. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why is he not on telly? Uh, Going against Moxley in some badass bloody feud. Moxley versus Miro. Brutal. Do it. You know, Mm. it's crap. So why is he not on telly? And, you know, go. I don't know. It's a pretty bad dude. Not good. Don't like that. Uh, Sky's injured, Paige in La La Land, and look at Josh Alexander, Paige's ex-tag team partner, now the fourth longest Impact champion. Yes, oh. yes. Uh, Fran the Cannon. My question is, why is, why 
Orange, who's portrayed as lazy, is suddenly desperate for matches, putting his nose in everyone's business. I don't know. Maybe he's got a belt. So he's like, I need to defend this all the time. That, that's the one thing that, you know, we've got it with Orange Cassidy. And I think we mentioned it. I, I might have mentioned it a little couple of weeks back. Why we get people that are champions challenging people for shots at their title. Like, yeah. to me, from logic, that just literally makes no sense. Surely you'd be like, I mean, I get it's more of a heel thing to be like, I'm not going to, you know, you, you don't deserve a shot at my title. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Still, it's a little bit backwards, isn't it? Like, hey, why like Jericho, like, I mean, I suppose it's making him look really good going against um, a former ROH champion this week if he's winning the matches. Yeah, at, at first with the Jericho, that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Of. Why is he Why is he putting it against other people? But then one of his things, I think it was this week or last week, he said about like he wants to destroy the legacy of Ring of Honor, so he wants to beat all of their former champions, which I thought, okay, that does give it a little bit of a reason that he's on a mission to just completely destroy the name. Yeah. But still, you know, a little bit funny, isn't it? It's a bit weird. It's, it's all right. It's all right. But yeah, I mean, another t- AEW tournament, Featuring guys like Dante Martin and Ethan Page. Yes, it's good wrestling. But, man, I mean, it doesn't feel like there's good wrestling everywhere nowadays. You can watch good wrestling anywhere. So it's just Mm. seeing a tournament for tournament's sake. Hmm. Not down with that. Not down with that, Tez. Although I like Winter is Coming. I said that was a good Mm. dynamite. It's one of those special dynamites where Sting debuted a couple of years ago, Tez. It's Sting! Amazing. Best best moment ever. (laughs) I think... One of the best AW moments for me. Uh, well, how do you feel um, after Darby Allen's little promo um, where he said that he needs to step away from Sting? Uh, well, I don't know because I put it in a Discord. Now, if this could, for some reason on the AW merch site, there's a Wolfpack micro brawler Sting and a Wolfpack Sting t shirt. It's some version of the Wolfpack Sting turning up in AW. Because why would they release some Wolfpack Sting stuff? Imagine it, Tess. Wolfpack in the house, Ted. <laughs> I've never seen any Wolfpack. I know of Wolfpack. I've never seen. I never saw Wolfpack. Best, one of the best wrestling themes. I don't know. I mean, it's a bit weird they're doing some. I mean, it was just like a nostalgia thing of Sting. But I mean, it would make people buy more stuff. And oh, oh, a Wolfpack version of Sting. I'll buy that. I don't know. A bit weird if he's stepping away from. Mate, I agree. Actually, Darby Allen does need to step away from Sting because he's, yeah. he's badass. As much as I uh, like Sting. You know, as much as he's had cool matches and moments with Sting, and the, the alignment of those two together has been cool, but when you consider the trajectory, trajectory that's the word, uh, that Darby was on when he was going for that TNT mm. title and all that stuff, which I think he was with Sting, but still, he's just really sort of plateaued and yeah, kind of featured intermittently. I hate to say it, the novelty of having Sting and Darby Allen in a tag team match has kind of worn off a little bit yeah. in, in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's definitely worn off because you know what's going to happen. Like As much as it's cool to see them wrestling and having their little moments in the sting, you know, no cells and all that sort of stuff. For me and some probably nostalgic mm-hmm. wrestling fans, that's cool. It's not making a great wrestler and character like Darby Allen rise up. Arguably, he was at his peak of, of you know, I mean, when Punk came in, that was his first match against Darby Allen, wasn't it? What more, yeah, more, yeah. more profile match could you get than that? And yeah, they had their moments through this last year. I think the, the Punk, Darby and Sting match versus FTR and MGF last year was a really good moment. But apart from that, it's been built up to like big Sting and Darby matches on Dynamites and Grand Slams and the old pay-per-view thing, which are cool. But it can't go on for another year. Another no. year after that, Darby does need to step away. And maybe Sting might do the old cool thing. You never know, pop up. 
do the odd match. Who knows? Do, do another little tag match for someone, three three way tag match. Who knows? Yeah, there's no saying that he can't elevate someone else up by being associated yeah. with them, which would be cool. Yeah. I just want, you know, a bit more Darby Allen and hopefully this feud with uh uh, Jay Lethal Sanjay Dutt um, goes quite quickly because I just find that group so boring and uh, if he's feuding with them I'm hoping it's just a short one cause... what do you think about a Sting Darby Allen match Sting v Darby Allen yeah like maybe Sting comes and tries to help Darby against Jay Lethal and all the guys you know they're, you know, all, all beating up Darby and then Darby's like, I don't need you and it's like a bit like the Dominic and Ray sort of father and son <laughs> dynamic <laughs> but they can um... actually have a match could be cool, but I just I don't think Sting can do a singles match no, anymore. Probably not. No, no. Um, unless he was to just get battered by Darby, which I know you wouldn't want to see. But if he was to go one on one with Darby and beat Darby, then in the grand scheme of things, what's the point? Yeah, because I know. Then you've just buried the young guy. Broken hearts as well. Broken hearts. Yeah. Broken um, hearts. Yeah, but we digress. Next up. We digress. I never say that, but we digress. <laughs> we digress. Uh, Chris Jericho and other key top names unwilling to work with CM Punk in AEW. A few names were mentioned, with Chris Jericho being the name mentioned most, but that many, if not most, of the key top names were saying that they wouldn't work with him, Meltzer wrote. God, Meltzer's got away with words. Um, from the uh, WON, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Yeah. Uh, Another top star in AEW said Punk won't be back. His value on screen isn't 1% worth the hassle and black cloud he causes backstage. Five Force Select reported that Jericho confronted Punk backstage at All Out following the media scrum and altercation with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, reportedly telling Punk he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company. Meltzer reported recently that AEW is in negotiations with Punk over a buyout of his contract with the holdup being the length of a non-compete clause. On Wednesday, Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman reported that those from Punk's camp say Punk's dog Larry was injured during the backstage altercation. Larry was said to have been hit in the face by the locker room door when it was kicked in by the Young Bucks. At a veterinarian appointment a few days later, Larry had to have two teeth removed. That is brutal. That is, you know, horrible. Do you reckon, do you reckon they super kicked it open? I don't know. How would you feel if the MOH Woofer got beaten up? I would I'd see red. I yeah, exactly. Red. No wonder Punk don't want to come back. Imagine that. He's already pissed off. Doesn't know the dog's teeth are knocked out. Goes to the vet, goes, your, te- your dog needs to have two teeth out. Did he have some sort of fracas? Uh, and then he was like, yeah, I was involved in this fight about muffins and stuff. And these annoying <laughs> wrestlers that, you you know, I'm old and hurt and I'm an old man or whatever he said. And, and I had a fight with these young young bucks and this, this guy. <laughs> and they kicked my dog. And then or imagine, though, if he found out how annoyed you'd be. That would, like, amplify your, you'd be pissed off anyway because of the, the fight. And then two, two or three days later, you find out your dog's teeth have to come out because of the fight. You'd be so angry. No wonder he's angry. He'd be, he'd be raging, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it shouldn't have ever got that far in the first place. It shouldn't um, have got that far. They should have no. put a stop to it ages ago when Hangman did that one promo and Punk got pissy with him, um, you know, for double or nothing. You know, and Punk won the belt, was injured. They should have sorted it out between that period of time. I mean, he cl- I mean, Punk's first promo back was, you know, the apology needs to be louder than the offence or whatever he said, wasn't it? And he shouldn't have got to where it got to. And it's a shame because I think yeah. having I Punk mean, in AEW was quite good. I don't think he's coming back for a long time. At the end of the day, if this is it for him in AEW, uh, 
you know, I, I think the the way things ended could potentially cloud over what was generally a good year of yeah. you know, we had great promos, good good generally good matches, like if you ignore some of him trying to do the buckshot larry a couple of times and just <laughs> collapse in both times. Yeah. Um it was gen- generally it was uh, a good year. Um but it's one of those things, isn't it, where it's just become a bit of a bit of a hoo ha and if he just brings a lot of negativity with him then it's like it's, he, one, one person isn't bigger than the company no that's the thing um and maybe in the long run it were to work out I mean, he's still injured and he torn tricep or bicep so he'd be out for ages still from that yeah but i don't know i don't know if we'll see him do, uh, do, do you think he'll ever go to wwe uh ooh. i don't I mean, think so so well the thing is like i know it wasn't for wwe it was for fox but he did do that um i don't know what it was called the fox show about smackdown yeah that he was on for a bit um yes which obviously he was an employee of fox not wwe but it was still talking about the wwe product yeah 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 uh yeah i, I don't know i'd say never say never at the end of the day triple h i don't think seems like he doesn't hold a grudge uh, I think he's much of a businessman, kind of like Vince, where, you know, I mean, not not so much like Vince, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's just the punk side, though. I don't know if his ego or if his pride would get in the way or if he still wants to do it. He might just have another thing of saying, I'm done with wrestling. I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm, this whole I've got loads of money. I don't need to do this yeah. anymore. Fran the Cannon, can't wait to hear punk side in a future episode of The Art of, Re- Art of Wrestling. Oh, wait. This is okay. going to be on Jericho's podcast. And yeah. like, Did you not uh, reportedly say that I was a cancer yeah. company? Yeah, made a lot of money from a recorded podcast on that, wasn't it? When it all came out, he'd make tons from that. Just do the pay-per-view mm. punk, CM Punk fight, tells a, tell Tether one fight. You make loads of money. Just do that. Don't have to wrestle. Conrad yeah. Thompson interviews punk, punk in a fight. Or, or we could do it. We interview Punk, not Conrad Thompson. We I'll interview Punk. Him. I'll send him yeah. a tweet. We give you 50-50 CM Punk on the profits. <laughs> Get you on a Zoom call here right now. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, so if you want to do that, and we'll make loads of money. You know, Super Chats are open for that punk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he should just do that. He doesn't need to wrestle, does he? You make tons of money. A tell-all about the, the backstage all-out situation. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he... I'd like to see him get his ego in check and do something maybe with the WWE. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? He might be a case of because it seems as though from his the the media scrum that a lot of the stuff that he was kind of saying about working with kids, basically, yeah, that he maybe held a standard from where he's previously worked. You know, predominantly, I'd probably say WWE, yeah, and that you didn't have to. I guess you had backstage politics and dealings with the people at the top is one thing, but if the people at the top are people younger than you still working and there's a lot of you know hoo-ha backstage gossip and all this stuff i don't know i'm, I'm not going to make excuses for punk and his behavior but i'd probably see him going yeah. to wwe nobody nobody likes hoo-ha wherever you're working well no and if you're no, working somewhere there's a lot of hoo-ha going on you want to get out of that place as soon as you can because oh yeah it's only going to cause you negative energy clearly proven by the fracas at all out Exactly, exactly. Um, Billy Corgan 
is open to the NWA being a developmental brand for WWE or AEW. Of course it is. No one watches it. I mean, that just doesn't that sound a bit desperate? <laughs> We're open to Ministry of Slam being uh, part of the bump. <laughs> NWA open to be a developmental brand for Shaftesbury Wrestling. Yeah. Are you going? Do you get your tickets for that, Tez? No, I'm not going. Yes, you are. We're going to go together. I'm going to come and get you, tie you up. Come on, Tez, let's go. We're going. Let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's Shaftesbury Boys and Girls Club. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm up for it. I'll drive out there. It'd be great, mate. Let's do it. Come on. I'll make, I'll make alternate plans. Live stream from Shaftesbury Wrestling. We can watch wrestling oh. together because at Cardiff we couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, but it's in Shaftesbury. I know, it'd be exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it would be exactly the same as the Principality Stadium. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Corgan spoke to Metro UK recently and noted that he previously had discussions with Paul Levesque regarding the NWA airing on the WWE Network. It didn't go anywhere, and that was fine. Very, very good discussions, very open and cool. They certainly like what I was trying to do. And they've always been cool about what I was doing in the NWA. So I remain optimistic going into the future. That there might be some business there to do, Corgan said. There might be economic models where they say, take these 10 talent. Let us have an oversight position. You help develop these talents. It'd be good for the NWA. It'd be good for the WWE. There are a lot of opportunities there. I would say the same thing, even as it pertains to AEW. AEW has a tremendous amount of talent under contract. Not everybody is able to be on their main shows there might be opportunities where they want to send those people on developmental level. Hmm. I mean, there is that cool thing about NWA where it's the history of NWA with that belt, you know, the 10 pounds of gold and all that stuff. So I always have, uh, you know, quite a bit of respect for the idea of that NWA and some linking up with either one of these companies would be pretty cool. I feel, mm. um, but of course, Billy Corgan, like we said, wants to do that because, uh, it'd be great for his his company to make him a lot more money and bring attention to it. And if that deal ever ended, people would still watch NWA. I can I can imagine. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, I imagine that uh, saying he wants the company to be a developmental for one of these two companies. I, I I'd I'd maybe imagine that some of the people on the roster. I mean, I don't, I've not watched any of the NWA. Um, I imagine some people on the roster who are probably fairly seasoned might be thinking, "What do I work for a developmental brand?" Yeah, um, yeah, a yeah. Bit yeah. Of the teeth, possibly. Yeah. Um, also, like I say, does kind of sound a bit like a little bit like desperation. Like, honestly, guys, work with any of you. Just you know, we'll, we'll be developmental. It'll be great for you guys. <laughs> but it's like, is he just is he short on money or something? Sounds like a TW situation where you'd be owning your wrestling company, you'd buy out NWA, and then make them your developmental territory in that game. I think he just needs to go on a couple more Smashing Pumpkins tours to build up the money. Before the show, we're talking about computer games. Tez, you play the Wrestling Manager game. You like pro, you like um, Football well, Manager. F- uh, football it's manager. really good, Tez. It is really good, actually, to be fair. I think you'd quite quite enjoy it. TEW. Uh, so you can set up a database that'd be up to date like with now, if you want, or an old one. How long does it take to set up a database? Not how long you just download it. I could go through it with you. It's, oh, quite, okay. it's quite easy and quick. I was just real anal about it, put myself in it and stuff, and, you know, all the... MOS logos and stuff. It doesn't take that long. It's quite quick. All I remember from those uh, those streams was um, me trying Barricles. to get Barricles sacked and hooked on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> putting him into a feud with Scott Steiner where the idea was for Steiner to kill him in the ring. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I like that game. I, one day I'll play that again. It's really, really good. Is it, if it's on Steam, I'll have a look. And uh... I don't think it is on Steam. I don't think they actually got it on Steam. I think it's more of like you just download it from their website about 
eight quid and then you can get the databases right. for free such a cool okay. game tew if anyone's wondering we were, i was playing it on stream probably back in may, may june i don't know something like that and i put some mos community members in the game as like barricades tez was a famous hollywood actor and got signed <laughs> up somewhere it was, it was good 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 just game. like real life yeah yeah <laughs> it was a good game I, I will definitely stream that again sometime soon if, if tez does it we should do it it's such a cool game it's oh it's 30 quid says barricades oh we have to crack into the mos fun tez oh get into the coffers into the coffers the the shrinking yeah. the last of the petty cash <laughs> the last <laughs> ghostbusters reference <laughs> yeah i'm up for that um ava rain slash simone johnson revealed as new schism member on wwe nxt on tuesday's nxt the hooded figure that had been seen in recent weeks with the schism revealed themselves to be none other than the rock's daughter simone johnson who's now going under the name ava rain she cut a short promo saying that the schism has removed any preconceived notions of who she is and that this family completes her. Johnson joined the WWE Performance Center back in February 2020. In September of that year, it was reported that she was undergoing knee surgery. In May, it was reported that Johnson had been given the Ava Rain name. She started to make appearances on NXT house shows starting in July. Hmm. Do you see his Tess? She doesn't look like um, a wrestler. I, don't know, she just doesn't... I saw the reveal. She looked a bit nervous, didn't she? She did look nervous, yeah. Also, I do you know what? I instantly, I instantly take an, an element of dislike to Arrester when they have that stupid one-eye contact thing in. It, it, yes, that's everyone terrible. seems to do it. Like it worked for Kane. Okay, I don't know how many people did it before, but then one of the dyad or both the dyad have that. A bunch of other people do the whole. I've got one contact lensing because I'm spooky or whatever. Piss off. <laughs> yeah, not very good. I don't know. I. The whole schism don't look like a very good faction. I mean, no, it's NXT, but I don't know. The, the yellow mask, and they look silly because they're holding their yellow masks while they're cutting the promo. Um, I don't know. She looked nervous. There's a lot of eyes on her. Will she be The Rock or will she be David Flair? Oh, wow, Christ. <laughs> it's one of the two, isn't Is it? Is she going to be like, yeah, because David Flair, you know, you know what I mean? Or will she be Charlotte Flair? No. Um, Seems like a lot of, I mean, just, you know, this random, you know, us reporting on it now because she's the Rock's daughter, to be fair. It's, it's a big, big deal, I guess. She's she's there, but yeah. I don't know. I wonder when she'll have her first match. Be ages, probably. Yeah, I don't I don't know what she's like in the ring. Like, I've not watched um, NXT for a while. Um, I know that a couple of the guys in Schism or the Diad or whatever they're called, uh, Grizzled Young Vets, seems like a bit of a step down for them because mm. um, they, they were a cool tag team, but... Uh, I don't really know that much about Joe Gacy other than he was his character was initially this like woke warrior, but now yeah. it's like a cut price, like a wish version of Bray Wyatt. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Barricades says Law versus me versus Dave versus Ted's versus fans. Uh, What's that for? I don't know. Just to be on the street at the Shaftesbury Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Shaftesbury Wrestling is it going to be a? So a fatal five-way, four-way, five-way? Versus all the fans, bloody hell. All the fans. The, the fans of the Lumberjacks. Three people, and then us guys wrestling. Be unbelievable. Oh, and oh TEW. That would take forever, Barclays. Goodness me, having a multiplayer TEW. Bloody hell. Goodness me, we never, we wouldn't even get past one week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ava Rain's there, Tez. We'll see how she develops. And when yes. she, like Mr. Price says, patience, patience. We've not seen what she can do for Mr. Price. Very true. Very true. true. Uh... WWE's Emma, also known as Tennille Dashwood, has returned 
Uh, on Friday's episode of SmackDown, Emma returned to WWE to face Ronda Rousey in an open challenge for the Women's SmackDown World Championship. Despite losing the match, Emma put in a good showing. After the event, Emma tweeted, Five years ago today, I was heartbroken, feeling like my dream had come to an end. Today, my heart is so full. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of support I have. You guys are the best. Now I've got some unfinished business to take care of. I'm home, baby. Yeah, well, that was funny because bloody Hangman Page last week wrote, uh, yeah, the comment about unfinished business. And now she's written that a few couple of days later. <laughs> um, yeah, Emma back. But didn't Emma have that thing where she was doing like, wasn't it like as a model or something? And then it was loads of vignettes of her sort of posing. Oh, Emmalina. Yeah, was it? Was it that? And then they yeah, gave it was... to Eva Marie instead when she came back. They're doing this whole thing of Emmalina, Emmalina, Emmalina. Then when she re-debuted, she was Emma. And it was like, right, okay. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, at first, was like, I do not recognize this music at all. I guess I still remember Emma as doing a stupid hand dance. With yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the music was. Um, so, yeah, that was very much a case of, cool, she's back. I kind of felt bad because it was quite an underwhelming reaction in comparison to a lot of the recent ones. Yes. yes. feel a bit like, who? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Emma, cool. Aviators, cool. Anyone wears aviators, those are pretty cool, I've got to say. Yeah, and she's got those like gloves that kind of cut off there, which look a bit... What are they for? Impractical, but they look kind of cool. I think they're for cutting onions. Do you reckon? Yeah, because otherwise your hands smell after for, mm. eight, for a long time. Yeah, and what other, what else would they be for? God, Chat room, help. What are those tiny <laughs> little gloves for? Um, checking to see if you're healthy as you get into your oh, late 40s. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to do. Yeah, men. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, right, next one, Tess. Okay. Um, JR announces he is cancer free. Legendary professional wrestling commentator Jim Ross has announced now that he is cancer-free. Ross announced two months ago that he was battling skin cancer and revealed on social media he is dealing with a gnarly sore on his ankle. Jair was prescribed several rounds of radiation to eradicate it and doctors successfully finished the treatments this week. The AW star confirmed he has beaten the illness and will be returning to work at Tony Khan's promotion. Ross tweeted, I'm cancer-free. We did it. Did you see any pictures of the gnarly saw? First off, total respect to JR for using the yeah. word gnarly. I mean, that's pretty cool. No one radical. ever uses radical gnarly. No one ever uses that. But good, good on you, JR. But did you see yeah, pictures well of it when it was full on like gnarly. Most, that is most yeah. gnarliness. I, I did see some pictures well, of it. It's, goodness uh, me. Yeah, not nice. Not no nice. wonder he's maybe been off his game a little bit in commentary because uh, that did look like it was quite painful when he's flying around everywhere doing the commentary. Still, with this big old sore on his leg. Must hurt a lot. Yeah, well, um, thankfully, he's, uh, you know, he's got the all clear, so that's good. He is good, Very mate. Good. He is good. Well good done, news. JR. Excellent. Um, this is quite big some... news that broke today, Tez. This is pretty big news, yeah. Uh, great Muta is to face WWE's Shinsuke Nakamura. A singles match between the current WWE star and the great Muta will take place at Noah's The New Year 2023 event on January 1st at um, Budokan Hall. In February 2023, Kaiji Muto will conclude his retirement tour at the Tokyo Dome. 
His latest appearance was under the Muta persona during uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle Autumn Tour, which resulted in the Great Okan losing the New Japan World Television title tournament match. It is expected that Muta will have his final match with New Japan Pro Wrestling on November 20th at the New Japan Pro Wrestling X Stardom Historic X-Over event, <laughs> where he will fight Khan, Jeff Cobb, and Aaron Hinare. Uh, Muto will fight under the Great Muta persona on January 22nd, 2023 at the Great Muta final bye-bye event in Yokohama where he will team up with AEW Sting and opponents yet to be named. That's huge news. In all the time... So that, I feel like... So Triple H has been in charge since July, something like that? June, mm. July? Like, having a main roster WWE guy wrestle in Japan not under the WWE umbrella, is huge. And it's a real sign that the tide has changed in WWE in terms of, you know, this company. It also cited, well, Carl Anderson to a lesser extent, I guess, being the Noah champion. Will he go back and defend that belt? He's saying he is. Um, no, never open weight champion, sorry. Um, you know, this is huge. Mm. What do you think? I mean, could this be where we finally get that forbidden door in WWE? Not with Muta. I guess Triple H has probably got a lot of respect for Muta because he's a big old WCW NWA well, fan, isn't he? Not necessarily Muta. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm guessing Muta's not in the Hall of Fame. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he's maybe. got a lot of WCW history. I mean, listen to the latest episode of Tony Years, um, oh, which you can yeah. find in the podcast feed or on this very YouTube channel. Muta uh, in a Thunderdome match uh, from Barracles and Dave this week. Uh, but yeah, no, that's... Uh, Mr. Price, last time something like this happened was when Kenta, also Hideo Tami, faced Nachim Naomishi Maruji. I can't read that, sorry. <laughs> for his 20th anniversary. Um, but again, that would, yeah, but Mr. Price's, that was Kenta, who wasn't really ever really on the main roster, was he? Did he? I barely made it to the main roster, did he, Tez? I mean, I think he might have had an appearance or two as like. Uh the cruiserweight was it 205 live right yeah, yeah maybe i think he might have joined that division at some point but um maybe not on the main roster i, I can't remember this is nakamura who's you know one of the top top mid-level talents on smackdown i'd say you know has been in the last wrestling won the royal rumble it's a huge i mean of course he's huge in japan as well this is massive mm. and it makes you want to watch it i mean a lot of respect for muta isn't it turned up at grand slam even sting's going over there to have a wrestling match yeah yeah Big, um, big things coming. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm, uh, bringing us down to Triple H deciding yes for that. I guess it's his love of the NWA and the old stuff. Yeah, I reckon Vince wouldn't have gone for it. No, Vince would be like, no. How does that benefit us? <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, Jadson. No. Does Triple H would be more like, oh, I like uh, the NWA. Uh, Oh my god, Mr. Prices, could this lead to Muta in the Hall of Fame? Outlandish chance, Muta in the Rumble. Can he take a over-the-top rope bump? I'm sure he can still. Done that dragon screw leg maneuver and that grand slam, and he is having matches. So I reckon you might see Muta in the Rumble. That is a great shout, Mr. Prices. I bet that was one of them. I bet that was one of the deals. Right, you could have Nakamura a few weeks before, and then you come over and do the Rumble. That, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool as well. Just chuck someone out of the ring, missed him in the face. That'd be great. Do it. Oh, that's a great shout, Mr. Prices. 10 points, mate. Agreed. 
Uh, there's probably Dave Muta joins our Hall of Fame will send the main roster talent for the show. Says Baby Ice. Yeah, something like that. But it's quite a good, interesting deal. All by Eddie Hickey. Thanks for popping into the show. And uh, there we go, Tez. I think that was the news. Oh, yeah, was it? That was the news. Let's go. That was the news. That was the news, Tez. That was the wrestling news. That was news, Tez. And last week, we didn't do uh, Marowania because we had oh, a lot of no. stuff to talk about. But this week, we're definitely going to bring back Marowania. And we've got someone who is all about the creepiness, Tez, in this house. He, he looks damn creepy. It's a he-Meryl, this one. But here comes Meryl. Welcome, Meryl. Hi. Good. How are you feeling, Meryl? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Are you? I'm, ex- I'm excited um, <laughs> about Marowania. Yeah. Are you excited, Tez? <laughs> I'm always excited. He's right always answer. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, 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 Meryl, this guy is the leader of a faction who, in the in the nineties, tried to take down Hulkamania. Oh my god! He he nearly did it too. And this man, what well, the faction was called, the Dungeon of Doom. And this man <laughs> is Kevin Sullivan. What do you think Kevin Sullivan looks like? <laughs> he looks a bit. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like a rubber dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Not a blow up doll. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just to clarify. But like, no, like in the 80s when we were kids, there were those like dolls that boys normally had. There was like an action figure and it was all rubbery and. Stretch arms. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like that. It reminds me of, of, of that. Ah. Yeah. But it's funny because people don't normally remind me of other things to do with people. Like a doll is like. Normally reminds you of food. Yeah, it's normally food. Or bike seats. Yeah, or complete randomness. It's food or complete randomness. Food or bike seats. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. The the leader of the Dungeon of Doom, uh, Kevin Sullivan, looks like Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Marilyn. Now go and go and watch the full timeline of Kevin Sullivan's Dungeon of Doom trying to take down Hulkamania. <laughs> Is that my in, homework? In WCW in 1994? Five? Five. I, I never know. saw any of Oh, look, immediately. Go check it out. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. Is that a cat down there? No. There's one behind you on the floor. What's the chat room saying about that, Tez? Um, Keith O'Toole, Dungeon of Doom, WCW 95. Baby Ice, he looks like a Rorschach test. Uh, my name is not El, the Taskmaster himself. That's good. I can't. Mm. My headphones fell out of my ear. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Baby Ice, Dungeon of Doom, introduced the giant. They did introduce you. And the Yeti as well. So you can't, can't give him all the props. <laughs> it's the Yeti! And they uh, he bear-hugged Hulk Hogan. Wasn't it like the giant and the Yeti bear-hugged Hulk Hogan to death? Double team. And then he came back, shaved off his moustache and wore black. I mean, I never saw any of this other than things on like bad wcw from the mid 90s and i thought oh my god i think i saw i think one of my homeworks there was a wcw pay-per-view and i was skipping through it to get to the match and one of these segments had hulk hogan walking through this backstage dungeon that looked like something out of um what was that cheap bbc show where the kid has to wear a stupid helmet in a vr world um nightmare simon and the witch it looked like something out of nightmare right and then all of a sudden there's these full-grown men around like a cauldron like oh we're gonna think, use the evil man, magic this is the dream horror is finally uniting with wrestling and i can sit here and tick both boxes of my oh. pleasures <laughs> i thought well, i mean maybe if i was a child i'd have been like oh wow this is cool what's hulk hogan gonna do but as a full-grown man i'm like what the 
fuck am I watching? And that's when wrestling's the best. When you can sit there and question yourself, think, what am I watching? That's when you know. <laughs> what, what, that's when you know wrestling's at its peak. What am I watching? And that's a prime moment of wrestling when Hulk Hogan went to the Dungeon of Doom cave and went against the Zodiac, wasn't it? Like Bruce the Barber Beefcake with like stripy face. I think uh, friend of Nightmare always wanted to be on that show as a kid growing up. Yeah, I wanted to be on Nightmare as well. Left, yeah, right, did look cool. A bit like Skyrim, the game. But yeah, um, I guess. Oh no, you've fallen down the cavern. Ah. Yeah. Ah, 3D. Americans don't know what we're talking about. Look well, it up. Lived. Look it up, Americans. Nightmare. Real VR Dungeons and Dragons, except, you know, it's VR to everyone except the person playing it. Yeah, so there's the one guy with a, with a helmet on there, three guys in like in the castle with the dungeon master. And then they're like, oh, uh, three steps forward. And then he goes forward, like, yeah. And then. Oh no, the ice wizard, he'll attack you. You've got to block. <laughs> yeah. Use the sword. And no one, no one ever completed it. Everyone died. And it went on, it was yeah. like every day of the week or something. And it was like, God, time I'm, I'm pretty sure him. it's all on YouTube. Is it really? I think so. Most of those sort of teams. My sister tagged me on something on Instagram the other day, which was basically all snippets of the TV shows that we'd have had growing up. Proper little rundown nostalgia, nostalgia road. I did watch an old Ghostbusters episode for Halloween yesterday morning, which I posted oh, in the yeah. Discord with the pumpkin. That's a good, one. a good one. That was a good episode. I always remember the one with um, Extreme Ghostbusters, where it basically had like Pinhead and Hellraiser yeah. things in it. I always remember being creeped out by that one as a kid. I tell you, the, the Ghostbusters episode I saw yesterday morning was pretty scary, actually. You, if you were a kid watching that, all these goblins and this that chasing all the children around, it was good, good episode. But uh, we're getting all, all carried away with the Halloween stuff, yeah. Tez, aren't we? Kind of carried we are. away. We are. But uh, of course, I watched Ghost of my Ghostbusters baby. Eyes. Yes, of course I did. Uh, right, but Tez, this is we go to cut to an advert about a great way how you can support the MOS Network and what is coming up this week on the MOS Network. Thank you for watching. If you're watching live, please do hit the like on this stream. It very much helps us out and makes more people discover the MOS Network and brings people through the MOS Network door. So we will be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Coming up this week on the MOS Network. First off, if you're watching the live stream, please do give us a like and subscribe. Thank you very much for being here. It's great that you join us here on this glorious Sunday night. The podcast of Ministry of Slam goes live into all the podcast feeds around the world on Monday morning. If you want to check out all the podcasts we release, go and check out the MOS Network on Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Audible, anywhere you can get podcasts. Just search the MOS Network and you will find all of our shows, all the archives of shows, over 200 shows in the MOS Network podcast feed. So go and check it out, guys. Loads of podcasts there for you to go and check out. On Tuesday, the main man, Tez, is back with the fallout from Halloween. It's Ministry of Horror. Tez will be talking about all of the Halloween horror vibes and news that are happening from around the world. So go and check out Tez, get creepy, crawly, and scary on the Ministry of Horror this Tuesday at 8 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The podcast of Ministry of Horror goes into the podcast feed, the very same MOS Network podcast feed, where you can find Ministry Slam. You can check out Ministry of Horror. We will also be doing some live gaming on the channel, so come and check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network, and join the gaming live streams. Lots of good stuff going on there. Lots of other clips and highlights from all the Ministry of Slam shows we put up on the YouTube channel. And speaking of the YouTube channel, we have got MOS members 
memberships here. Click the join button underneath the player or on the YouTube channel and come and help support the MOS network and unlock some great perks and bonus content. On Thursday, I am going to be recording a special episode of Ministry of Heart Marvel with Wolver Steve. I recently bought a job lot of comic books from the 80s. I think it's from about 1988 up to 1996 of Wolverine comics and Spider-Man comics. And we are going to be unboxing these Wolverine comics live on a Ministry of Marvel this Thursday. So come and check that out on the YouTube channel. It'll be a really cool, interesting uh, deep dive into these comic books we've bought. Find out if we've got a value. We don't know what we've got there. So it's going to be quite cool to find out what we get in this box of Wolverine and Spider-Man comics. Thank you very much for checking out the channel, guys. Much love. Wrestling wins. And thank you for all the support. Please, we do also would like to ask if you can help share the MOS Network on the YouTubes or the Spotify. If you see a post from us, please do share it out on the Information Superhighway. We are really, really working hard on trying to grow and connect with people around the world. And also, come and check out the MOS Network website. We post up wrestling news. We post up entertainment news. We post up comic book news and blogs and all sorts of good stuff. Just search www.themosnetwork.com. It's a great website where we are trying to help grow the MOS Network through the website as well. Much love, guys. Wrestling wins. Podcast win. The MOS Network wins. Bye-bye. We're back, and Tez, do you know what time it's for right now? What is it? What it's time? time for your Tez's homework. Let's go. His name is Tez and he's here to say He likes to watch wrestling in his own kind of way If you like wrestling and you don't care Tez's homework is on the air So Tez, we are here Let's crop backs With your Tez's homework And what was the uh, viewing this week, Tez? What was the viewing this week? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just focusing on crop backs there with the camera uh, So I watched um, WCW Halloween Havoc the match between it was for the US tag team titles between the Nasty Boys um, going against defending champions the Steiner Brothers. Yes, no, I hadn't seen this match either, Tez. I'll be honest mm. as well. Um, and yeah, I thought it was quite cool to go watch. It's very suitable because it is it is Halloween this weekend as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So or mm-hmm. tomorrow. So what did you think of the match, Tez? Because you wanted to see you were like, when we started doing the old Tez's homework, you were like, yes. I like the old Steiner brothers. I like seeing their matches. I like seeing them beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Uh, and then last week you thought the nasty boys were mm, called nasty. Like they weren't that good. So that's why we sort of <laughs> picked this game and it tied into Halloween. Not this game, this match. And tied into Halloween. So what do you think, dude? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't don't think the nasty boys are any better than I was expecting. Uh, oh, Steiner, Steiner brothers were cool. Um. I mean, the first thing that I noticed, which is one of these weird things, which 
I don't know why I just sort of picked up on, but I've always been conditioned on watching TV to see one tag team in the top left of my screen, yeah, the other tag team in the bottom right of my screen. And I swear this was the first time I've ever noticed there's a tag team in opposite corners. I was thinking, what's Rick Steiner doing in the top right? Yeah, I agree. There? That was a bit weird. Bit strange. Um, yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. You got some cool hot tags with um, with Rick, which I, I, I mean, like I say, I've not watched that much much Steiner Brothers, but what I have seen has been impressive. But I was kind of surprised at the dynamic that Scott takes a lot of the abuse and he does his cool moves, but then it always seemed to be Rick getting the hot tag. Yes, yes. I what was really cool about this was that they mentioned that. F- four weeks ago Scott Steiner went through a table and was still selling his back from the table uh, from getting slammed okay. through, which of course in wrestling today you'd never get anyone sell a table bump from four weeks previous would you I mean they'll be back fine that MJF this week on, on Dynamite for instance is going to be perfectly fine from getting slammed through the table from Morrissey uh, oh, but yeah, yeah Scott Steiner selling his back from four weeks previous he's got oh no my back and yeah Heyman was on commentary as well wasn't he with Jim Ross Oh, is that Heyman? It's Heyman, yeah. Oh god, I didn't even notice. That was really good. I thought, it, I thought it. I like the aesthetic as well. The red ring mat as well. That was called mm-hmm. the orange ropes. Very Halloween, I thought. Bit of a nasty right before the start of the match because they had a bit of a tussle outside the ring before the match got started, and I think it was I want to say Jerry Sags. I'm not sure the difference between the two. Um, hit Scott Steiner on the back of the head with a chair outside the ring. Yes. Oh, and um. Yeah, and then I think yeah, Sags also got hit on the head with a chair from Rick Steiner. And yeah, he was bleeding, wasn't he, at the back of his head, which was br- yeah. brutal. I tell you what, the crowd loved the Steiner line. Just just the clothesline. The crowd yeah. goes mental for it. Like, yeah! They love it. Yeah, oh Nobs was blonde. God. Nobs is blonde. Sags is black, is, uh, black hair. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I think I might have been Sags. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But um, they love the, just the Steiner line. Just the, just the clothesline. And the crowd looks... And then Jim Ross, Stalin! Stalin! Like... It's just I like the, the best line. move. It's just a, just a, literally just a clothesline. It's when clotheslines were clotheslines. I've talked before about when you get the old, the, the more modern tag matches where they get to the, get to the corner, they do the hot tag, and the person runs in and basically just runs and pushes the person over and pushes the other person over. Like this was the cool period. Like I, I like the work rate of today's wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I like the flashy moves, the power moves. Yeah, yeah. But this was the day when a hot tag meant badass clotheslines and it looked like they were coming in to kick ass and get the tempo back, yeah, yeah, not yeah. just push over, push over. Oh, he's done a sling blade. Like if they're like, falling down before they've been hit sort of thing that like they do these yeah, days. Like, yeah. These guys, like Rick Steiner, would go in and lay it in and, and knock them over. It was pretty cool. I like that. Um, yeah. I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, I thought Heyman and Ross in the commentary was good. And yeah. It was just, it was just a cool match. I, I, you know, I can't think of a corresponding tag team today that is like the Steiner brothers. No, no. Um, they're always a lot of the times these days. There seems to be a need for a dynamic between yeah. the tag teams, which I don't, I don't mind at all. Um, you know, but then the, this period and the period I grew up on, when you had the Dudleys, you had yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge and Christian Hardys. You could say there were slight differences between the two, but really, one's a high-flying team, one's a dastardly heel team, you know, whatever. But this is the period where it's like, well, their gimmick is they do fast clotheslines, hard-hitting clotheslines, and suplexes, and what's-his-face, uh, Scott Steiner can do the Frankensteiner. Yeah. Um, yeah they're like, they're I, like I, the Road Warriors, like brutal, but loads better, because they also do a bit of selling. Red Warriors never really yeah. sold, and they've got loads of better moves. 
controversial yeah, maybe yeah. but they're definitely like, much better tag team than the legion of doom or the red warriors Steiner Stein brothers they're brilliant from back then um really cool i just thought the whole match yes yeah, scott steiner wins it with a frankenstein that frankensteiner just throws um sags into the ropes and frankensteins mm. him such athletic athleticism to jump up and wrap his legs around him and then flip him over and then pin him brilliant really yeah. good crowd were mental good. crowd were mental for this and you turned the match off at the end, didn't you, Tez? You did. I saw yeah. on the WWE Network there was an next bit with Scott Steiner being interviewed by Shivani. Shivani's dressed up as the Phantom of the Opera. And I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll uh, I'll watch that as well just to see see what happens. And so Scott Steiner's being interviewed by Shivani, and all of a sudden this this uh, concessions guy walks up behind Shivani and uh, Scott Steiner, and it's like. Who's that random guy? They're sort of looking at him. And it's Jerry Sags, dressed up as a concessions guy with a big massive beard and big beefy hair and bol- uh, and whops Scott Steiner with like a concession tray with like drinks all over it and beats shit out of him again. It was brilliant. Like, how did they have time Jesus. to go and get changed that quick and put the wig on? Magic. They must have had it waiting there. Like, right, you've been beaten up. Run back as quickly as you can. Put this wig on, put this shirt on. <laughs> yeah, get in basically concession guy disguise and then wallop Scott Stein. You can see it on the stream now if anyone's looking quickly. Uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, Tony Schiavone got covered in drink. Oh, no. But no, I, I thought this was a good match. What would you give it out of 10, Tez? Uh, I'd give it a good 7.5 Ooh, Yeah, I'd, I'd say 7. 7, 7.5. Mm. I liked it. it yeah. good. Great. would have been great to have seen the Steiner brothers in uh, live wrestling. See them live. Yeah. Would have been brilliant, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? They're a very cool tag team, actually. Really cool. Scott Steiner. This Scott Steiner was definitely better than the big pop pump Scott Steiner. Yeah, this is when... He could still I mean, go. obviously, he was younger and whatnot. But yeah, he had a lot of speed. And I was surprised that he... I, I always kind of had the impression from history that when he went solo and started doing... I don't know how how long after he went solo he started doing the big popper pump gimmick. Yeah. But I always got the impression that it was then that he all of a sudden became massive. Yeah. But he was pretty big then. I mean, yeah, he wasn't ridiculous, you know, but oh there he is. Hey! <laughs> what you saying you're gonna give me seven point five? Give it eight, bitch. Well damn. No need for that, Scott. We're all friends here. We know we know friends, bitch! Sorry, podcast listeners. I've uh, got a bit carried away with my galoob Scott Steiner thing. Rock hard. These galoobs are weird. They're just oh, hard, yeah. hard bits of plastic. Definitely could lose them somewhere. Oh, no. Gross. Uh, right, there we go, Tez. There we go. And now it's that. So, mate, uh, Frank, have you seen their film, The Table Free Rick, Scott, and Bron? No, I've not seen that, Frank. I've not seen that, but that would be quite cool to watch. Uh, I'd like to see that. But Tez, so uh, there's some a big thing happened on AEW this week. Uh, basically, MJF potentially really turned babyface because Moxie's getting beaten up by the firm after beating Penta, and MJF's at the end of the runway. He's like, oh, oh, should I go and help him? Should I go and help him? And because earlier on in the episode of Dynamite, he tells Stokely, "You're fired," and he fired Stokely halfway in the yeah. firm, which I thought was weird. But you not see much interaction between the firm and and uh, MJF apart from the one moment at All Out. Like you didn't feel like there was faction, did you? No, because there was a couple of moments backstage where it was already straight away there seemed to be some tension with him and Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, um, yeah it was it was odd. I mean, I, I think what we kind of got from his promo, uh, his little mini interview with um, Renee at the start of the show, is that he is more than capable of being a face because he can turn his, his, his spiel and yeah. his mic work to putting down 
you know, if you start putting down a heel, for example, yeah, everyone's going to love it. Um, I can't help but think though that this has still got to be, this has still got to be playing people because there are some bits where I just thought he's doing he's doing this face thing almost like it's too good, like he wants people to think, oh, he's a good guy now to just. I don't know because it just it feels like it's kind of come out of nowhere, really, doesn't it? Like the last few weeks, I don't know. Because you've already got quite a good baby face there, haven't you? Already, you've already got like Brian. You've got the you've got Moxley, of course. They're not turning him because they need to turn him. AW mm. essentially, people do love. I mean, I like MJF when he comes out, good guy or bad guy, because he's just so good. Mm. Him being a bad guy, I'm entertained by it. Does that make him a pseudo pseudo baby face? I don't I don't know. Like I just get wrapped up in the in the role of being a wrestling fan, I guess. And when he's being a bad guy, you want to see him lose, but you can appreciate him being a bad guy, uh, which doesn't necessitate him needing to be turned into a good guy or a baby face. I don't feel so. I don't know why they would essentially be turning him baby face. It would feel. It would feel more natural, I guess, if he, let's say, if he is going babyface, it would feel more natural if there was a heel champion. Yeah. Or if there was just a, you know, if it was him and, you know, Jericho again, let's say, because Jericho is probably one of the top heels. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, really. Um, That's why I'm thinking it's got to be some long con that he's, you know, he's, he's still heel. Um. And then maybe him taking the the beat down is I don't know it's it's interesting. I mean I think he will make a great babyface as much as I think he's one of those guys that just could just be heel for his entire career and that'd be great. Um, I think he's someone like similar to a, a Kevin Owens where if you're gonna make him face, yeah, take him off the leash because um, to flip it to WWE, one of the things that they've done badly over the last few years. Is have a heel that gets over because people just love love him so much that you yeah. can't help but cheer him. But when they become a baby face, it's like, oh, you can't you can't pick on people, you can't say anything bad, you've got to smile a bit more. Yeah. And and almost they just become cheesy. I don't think that will happen with AEW, because you know, I think they've got a bit more involvement there. Um but yeah, it's an odd one because I just I still don't feel that it's going to be a proper babyface turn. I think that they're... The, the thing that puts me on the fence about it is the moment when he was doing his promo and at the end he goes, and three, two, one, you know, the crowd yeah, participation yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. That just felt too on the nose. Like it was too much. Like, um, you know, I've got the crowd behind Playing me. Playing up to the crowd, yeah. Yeah, that that made me think it's it's got to be a ruse. The, the thing that makes it interesting in terms of it not being a swerve, bro is the fact that he this is weird to say this as a sentence is he got beaten up with a shirt off <laughs> um because of course if he was wearing like a bodysuit or something you could get away then oh i was wearing protection you know i was wearing this so i didn't yeah. get hurt when i got slammed through the table um you know so that shows that he did actually get beaten up if you know what i mean that makes sense so i don't mm. know I, it's interesting. He's the best thing on AWTV, I say, for me, when he comes out. But I don't necessarily want to see him be a babyface. I like the idea of him being the heel. Um, and, you know, of course, his, was it the bidding war of 2024? So we're coming to the end of this year. If he wins the belt, like now, 
and holds that belt till the end of 2024 and 2023. I mean, they get the most out of him, don't they, really? I guess if they keep him as a champion and then he's the heel champion and you build someone up to take the belt from him. But is that, in business terms, building up another guy to then go on to the other TV show? That's saying if he goes to the other TV show, he might stay in AEW, who knows? But I think that would be quite a good storyline of MGF being the bad guy as the AEW champion and good guys keep lining up trying to win it back. And maybe Moxley wins it back from him next year, something like that. I think that's quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Do we still think that he is going to stick to his word of cashing in the chip at the pay-per-view? Because it wouldn't be the first time that we've had a planned pay-per-view match, which we get to eventually, but it kind of happens before then. Well, we're only three weeks away. Mm. So it's the fifth this weekend. Yeah, fifth. And then, yeah, two weeks. So three dynamites, three or four dynamites away. So, yeah, I think I think he'll keep it because it's in New Jersey. And the crowd will be so much on his side. It'd be interesting to see if uh he does do a heel turn in uh at full gear does the crowd cheer him for it because AEW have got the knack of uh, also having the fans the hometown fans support the hometown guy which is quite cool i do like that about AEW. they don't treat fans stupid like you know brit in pittsburgh is the baby face even though she's a heel everywhere else so i like that yeah that's that's quite it's quite good wb have never really done that no I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's it, weird. It's interesting. It's good story building, isn't it? Mm. The title eliminator oh, yeah. is stupid that they've got coming up. Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that for? Silly. Because yeah, when Penta can get a match on Dynamite this Wednesday anyway, having an eliminator tournament, it just seems very silly. Uh, you know, cause this is it. When it. Whenever we've had these, you know, uh, Hangman winning that battle royale to be number one contender or, you know, MJF winning, well, through various means winning the um dynamite poker chip thing you then have to kind of think what's really the point in going into those matches because you could basically just say i'll probably i'll probably get a tv match in the next week or so because anyone seems to get one just say i want a match oh you got one yeah i want a match why put myself in a multi-person thing just just be pentum why go in attack why go in a tournament at all i want a match against him i can beat him yeah it's a bit it's a bit weird because yeah it's not even oh i want it on a pay-per-view for the for the big money, because they just have uh, title matches on the TV show. If they're thinking of the, the pseudo wrestler, uh, you know, kayfabe getting the title, the pay per view main event. Happy Halloween, That's Rickety. It. Good to see Happy you. Halloween. Mr. Price. Like... Oh, I... Oh, I was just going to say that's one of the things. Like, it's cool getting title matches. Obviously, you know, I've kind of said about every single title seems to get defended every other week. But um, when we talk about moxley having two well a a title defense and also a match on rampage i just kind of think there's got to be that happy medium between what he's doing and what roman's doing where obviously roman yeah i agree defends every other pay-per-view which i think is a little bit much but i do think that if you're champion surely that's not to use the term head of the table but you're top of the food chain so you would surely be kind of going people need to i've worked my ass off to get this people need to earn their shot and i'm not going to be put you know blowing myself up every week i get the whole defense you know i'm a fighting champion i always want to fight but it just to me devalues things a little bit much if you're seeing it every week it makes just... him less special yeah exactly i mean mjf's only had like three meeting. or four matches this year on tv i think 
I mean, I still think MJF in the whole time has been at AEW has probably had less than 20 matches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I, I, I get it. It works. And I imagine if he was champion, it would probably be a similar thing, which I don't hate because you don't need to be having a match to further no. the story. He'd just be on all. the microphone. And that, that brings value to the show anyway. Just defending it at pay-per-views. Yeah. I'd be happy with a, a heel champion doing that. And I'm not saying Mox has to just defend it at pay-per-views because I know they're like bi-monthly. But people need to kind of earn those shots if we're going to have... A, the ranking system's kind of about the window, it seems. Yes. Now, which is it's a shame. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to MJF as babyface... I would like to see it at some point, but I just you, you got to think that this is all a big swerve, bro. You think so? Uh, I think so. It's got to be. Be interesting to see. And I think, say, like you say, if him as the champion, not defending it every week, does make it quite interesting. I feel mm. it'd be better than, like you say, it becomes a bit overplayed having Moxie on TV every week, having title matches against everyone, or having eliminated matches against everyone. It doesn't doesn't need to be on TV. Needs to, you know, like you say, have a happy medium between Roman. And like you know, Roman and what Moxley's doing, maybe a few extra matches for yeah. Moxley. But yeah, Roman seems so much higher, doesn't he? Then anyway, he's like like I said, the head of the table. It's a good point. Yeah. There, mate. Uh, Mr. Price once again, AW going to end up throwing darts to build what will be a 50 match card. Crown Jewel has a stat card like Extreme Rules, a bit of variety, stipulations. Love to see it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. The card on extreme uh, on uh, Crown Jewel next week it does look quite good actually apart from the Roman Reigns Logan Paul match I'd say <laughs> yeah other than that match I think it's it could be pretty decent actually uh, Mr Price's WWE slow burn build makes Roman match special I mean look at Hogan back in the day Roman is a marquee star AEW have as we all know too many belts so little time for it all yes. My name, my name is not... Oh, MGF having less matches has nothing to do with him being off TV for two months. He's doing the same when he was a part of the inner circle. Yeah, I agree. Oh, he's... yeah, yeah. Like, he, his whole shtick has been he doesn't wrestle that often. Like, yeah. I know it's not part of his character, but he's never really been a week-to-week wrestling guy. No, I think he could wrestle every week, but he doesn't. Yeah, he knows, he's good in ring. And I think they know the benefit of him on TV. They found where he sits perfectly for the TV shows and they always say, oh, coming up, MJF Speaks. And that's a 15-minute segment on Dynamite, isn't it? And it's a good, generally a good segment as well. Yeah. Uh, what's your hype level? Are you interested in watching Crown Jewel next week, Tez? you pumped to watch it or interesting? I think it's on about um, 5 o'clock UK time on Saturday night, so it's quite a good time for us if you want to watch it. I'll give it a watch. I mean, my my viewing of, uh, of WWE has plateaued a bit the Raw last was crap weeks. this week I just, I've just kind of found that and it could it could be because I've been watching a goddamn horror film every <laughs> single day and they're like an hour I was watching a Korean horror film the other day and I was thinking this is good it's got to be getting near the end and I, I pressed the pause button said oh you've watched an hour five minutes of a two hour 35 minute film I thought oh bloody hell <laughs> that's a long time to read mate a lot of reading that's a lot of reading uh, uh, but yeah, with WWE I've I've kind of just the last week or two just been watching like the YouTube highlights, and even then I kind of just go not interested, not interested. Oh, okay, right, let's let's see this. Rhea Ripley body slamming Luke Gallows. Um, I'll watch it. I will watch it because I know the in ring stuff's going to be good. But um, there isn't currently, I guess, a storyline in WWE that's got me too interested. Not to put, not to be down on the product, but just you know. There's not anything must see for me at the moment. No, 
I I kind of agree. The Judgment Day OC thing isn't that good, really. I like Dominic saying he's this... Eddie Guerrero was that generation's Dominic Mysterio. That's that's a great line. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the trolley boys, you know, progressing. Yeah, uh, Rickety would not spend my money to endorse a Saudi anything. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good point with a lot of the history that went on over there. Um, I t- a bit kind of a uh, I kind of agree there. A bit bit dirty money there. That sort of WWE money. Uh, yeah, with that situation a few years back uh but yes uh, i'm gonna watch some of it and what did you think of uh the bray white uh, uncle howdy thing uh, <laughs> I, I i hate to say it uh law i do oh, and i know and i know i said like a week or so back it's a long burn you know we know we're not we're going to get more questions than answers with bray probably for a while it, we, we had it with fiend it's, it's not going to be a quick thing. It's only been two, three weeks and I'm already laughing. I kind of don't really care anymore. I hate to say it because I feel like a hypocrite, but I watched the segment. Are you saying to me that those white rabbits and QR codes made no sense and it was a bit of a waste no, of time? No, no, because that was marketing. That's a, That to me is a set. That's just a marketing ploy. Do you not think that's they could have just gone, Bray Wyatt returns in three weeks? I don't, I don't care about the build. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm over that. God damn it! Um, but the 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 him talking as himself, like I was wrong. I initially thought when he came back and did that the first time, yeah, that was him talking as himself, and that was it. We won't see it again. This is him then transitioning to his character so three times now, and this time I think it's three times. Three times, yeah. One was in ring, the one where he was all upset about, well, happy to be back, and then yeah. backstage, and then in the ring again this and week. And then this one, yeah. And so, so far again, which I know should be expected, but we don't really learn too much yeah. more. And then we've got this Uncle Howdy, which I can only think is a a play on um, Captain Howdy, which is the name that the demon and the exorcist used. Right. Maybe. Um, I mean, it's Bray under the mask because it sounds like him and it's or, just him wearing a mask with a... Although I did stash. see a thing on the internet. Bo Dallas, the Uncle Harry had, a, had an earring that was a little silver cross. And a few okay. about a year ago, Bo Dallas had that same earring. Okay, so yeah, so, it could have been Bo, I mean, but I'm pretty sure it was Bray's voice through like a module yeah, later. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's like Barry <laughs> Windham. He's been punched. <laughs> multiple times it's yeah like how, i mean I, the I thing with all you, this how yeah. does this work in a wrestling situation in okay. wrestling matches it doesn't and that's the problem with bray Wyatt. it's not going to work in a wrestling match oh that's really almost oh, mysterious doesn't work in wrestling how is this going to work in a wrestling situation i mean i know at first there was talk about oh who's going to be the white six who's in the white six blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> i kind of half had the thought of and i think some you know someone's been sent chat previously it, it could literally just be a Twitter handle that he made while he was yeah. off. Like it doesn't automatically mean he is having a faction. He has done before, of course, we know that. Um now that we've seen the I guess you call it the white rabbit, the black phone mask, and then this uh, uncle howdy mask, it maybe is going into the whole thing that I think you mentioned of like split personalities, mm. which like you say I I guess the variation to a degree we've had of that is um, Fred Rogers, Bray Wyatt, and the Fiend. Yeah, but 
that's cool in a TV show. Wow, I'm watching I'm watching a, a, TV, a Moon Knight, you know, something like that. There you go, that works in that. But how does this work in a wrestling match? That all this in a wrestling situation, all this crazy stuff has to all boil down into two blokes pretty much in their pants wrestling <laughs> in a wrestling ring in front of thousands of people. And that's the problem with Bray Wyatt. It works very sparingly in wrestling situations. And he's been I'd around like, since like 2012, I think, on the main roster. 2011. I'd like a new, you know, I'm down for a new kind of horror-themed character, but I would like it more in the vein of, not not in the vein, but I suppose in the stylings of cult leader Bray Wyatt. He doesn't yeah. necessarily have to have a cult, but I mean, that would be cool, you know, because then it gives people some TV time to be under his eye and do the the faction thing they haven't really done for a long time you know build a big yeah, yeah. big faction bring in people that would be cool Ima- imagine um, this so why it builds up some sort of faction they slowly start this is what i loved back in the day when it was the nwo just so like the nwo taking over wcw and there's a moment on i think the second or third nitro after hogan turned heel and i think like Lex Luger's fighting unanswered. I can't remember something like this. And Jimmy Hart runs down. You gotta come back, baby. Come backstage. They're beating everyone up. And that's the bit when Kevin Nash is like, uh, you know, Lawn Dart and Rey Mysterio. Oh, but it was yeah. the moment when the good guys and the bad guys, who had been good guys and bad guys in WCW, com- came together to fight the NWO. So now imagine this. If Bray Wyatt comes in with a faction, he starts trying to slowly take over WWE. And then the good guy, the bad guys, being the bloodline, suddenly have to turn good guys and unite with other people to try and take out the white six. That would be pretty cool as a thing, just like that, where the good guys and the bad guys unite to take out this worse evil. That'd be great, but it's the, not going to be that. The it's... only trick would be they would have to let the evil win, otherwise we are back in the cycle of Bray Wyatt has an interesting storyline, then he loses, so what does it matter? Well, maybe that's that, all that, it's going to be. That's I Yeah, I, so I, I like the his tv show character the fiend looked cool but i was never a fan of the fiend's ring stuff because he was just overpowered i yeah. talked about that before um with this uh, w- will we find out something at crown jewel i don't know if we don't i hate to say because i don't want to feel like a hypocrite but three weeks in and i'm like uh, well, I need I, something. I, I've not need seen something. spoilers for SmackDown. I don't generally look at them. So I don't know if he came out on SmackDown because so they would have pre-taped it because they'll be flying over to Saudi for the show on Saudi on Saturday oh, night. Right. Um, I so I don't know. if they, I don't look at the SmackDown spoilers. So I don't know if he was on SmackDown this this Friday. Will he go to Saudi Arabia? Is he just going to cut a promo? I mean, it depends how much money they've been paid, I guess. Will they fly him out there? I don't know. Would the, Sa- I, I, would the Saudi audience appreciate some random... I think last time he was there, he lost to Goldberg, didn't he, as the Fiend? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I want I want to be intrigued and invested in this, but I just, I, my optimism does start slowly going downhill or quickly going downhill when we're back into obscure promos that don't give too much away. I need I need a bit of intrigue. Like, I would need him to be having a conversation or having something involving another wrestler just so something where it's like oh is he yeah. targeting this person or is he entering a feud with yeah. this person? i don't know how this is going to work if that is him under no. that uncle howdy mask how is that going to work in wrestling 
Yeah, you uh, you can't just have them feuding against themselves. Cinematic against weird cinematic matches or something, which I thought they're a bit past that now. We're not in the lockdown era anymore, or the I, Thunderdome I'm era. All, I'm all good for um for a cinematic match if you know if done well. I like the Boneyard match, um, and I think the Wyatt uh, Matt Hardy one was it was all right. Yeah, it, you know they did all right for that. I don't mind a cinematic match. I mean, obviously, it hasn't always worked like the the one with Braun Strowman was shit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, Baby Ice, I want to stay the course. I do want to stay the course. I'm not giving up on it yet. But we have a couple more weeks of obscure promo with an interruption that doesn't really make much sense or give us something to think, oh, shit. Oh, what's this about? You know, I need to have something to, to, to get my attention. And it's... If things are too vague and too obscure, then I... I just do, don't I, see how this character's going to work. How can you see this character three or four weeks out, going into... Or, you know, eight weeks out, whatever, is going into the Royal Rumble? Or being... Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we almost need someone to interrupt one of these segments for him to then turn his attention to them. However that works with split personalities, whichever persona... But I guess, I, I don't know. Because at the moment, if it's just him being interrupted by himself... And it's not like he's retorting... No, it's, he'll talk. Then it will cut to this video, and we're not seeing his reactions to it. Yeah. So is it like, is it him with himself, or is it his Bray Wyatt? And then, oh, what's this happening? Which is unconnected, you know? Yeah. It's. I'm intrigued, but I'm not that invested because of how I just I'm starting to wonder where is the payoff going to occur? I don't yeah. need it to be a payoff after a week or after two weeks. I don't. I, I like a long build but it's got to feel like it's building somewhere. Uh, Mr. Price's patience. Need patience. Fans are loving it. People are talking about it. So far, so good. Just need to let the direction flow and see where they're going. I think fans loving it is also... Maybe there's a there's a, a, a line where they enjoy the entrance. Mm. Fan, it, show, it looks like fans are loving it because they enjoy his entrance and all the, all the phones and stuff. Uh, if this keeps going on for weeks and weeks, like you say, Tez, I don't think fans will love it too much. They'll get a bit... But they want to see, and yeah, that's why we all like this sort of stuff. Why you watch horror films when you're like Halloween ends, mm. which was it coming out? Oh, yeah. The last one, <laughs> but you know, you were getting, you were talking about it, weren't you? What's going to happen in this? Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Marvel films, we all talk about what's going to happen. You, you kind of look to predict stuff and you like to see if things are going in a sort of direction. And you know, everyone does that. You can have patience, but you've also got to hope the program you're investing your time in, be it wrestling, horror, comic books, whatever mm. it is, is going to pay off in the end and give you a, a worthwhile end to the story or, or a continuation yeah. of the story and you know too many times with Bray Wyatt over the last 10-12 years it has been this random oh it's exciting he's, he's here cutting his promos and it just ends ends bit all, all farts no poop yeah I mean it's not I know this is the, the new regime but we've had it before Of we talked about her early on Emma weeks mm. and weeks and weeks of Emmalina Emmalina's mm-hmm. coming Emmalina and then eventually oh I'm, I'm just Emma and, you know, before, another thing, again, not the same spooky character. Gone. This is all Vince stuff. Veer is coming. Yeah, we had it with, uh, uh, we'll see, he's called Tyrus now. What was he called? Um, Brodus Clay, where it was promos. Brodus Clay's come to WWE, WWE Raw. Brodus Clay's coming. Brodus Clay's coming. And then eventually it was obviously the Funkasaurus. Um, so Class. my only thing... That's a deep cut from years ago, Ted. <laughs> my only thing is, I'm all good for being patient. But if it's a month in two months in maybe and we're not any closer to 
something of substance or or a potential for a feud if it's just obscure promo with an interruption i'm all down for intrigue i'm all down for having patience but it's got to feel like there's there's something leading there to get me as a fan to go oh shit what does that mean or do you think he was talking about this when he said that Yes. Whereas at the moment, I'm like, I don't know what he's on about. Yeah. All we need is just a little patience. I don't know. We've had a lot of patience for Bray. It's been years. But we'll find yeah. out. Fran the Cannon. All well and good, but you can't wrestle your mind on TV. You can't wrestle. If the, Put the Nightmare Helmet on Bray Wyatt and yeah. he can fight a VR version of himself. One of the augmented Augmented realities. reality. That's yeah. what, It's all built to this. Bray versus augmented reality. Bray, two steps forward and duck the swing. After three. One, two, three. Duck! Americans, you need to look up Nightmare. Please do. Let us know. Uh, Baby Ice, you're in the Discord. Please do Bray, check hit it. Sister we'll, Abigail now. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link into the uh, into the chat, Bray, in the Discord. Uh, Baby Ice, so you can check out Nightmare. Veer now back on NXT. Uh, yep, we did see that. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, Veer is back on NXT. So, I mean, that was a Vincent Man build-up, wasn't it, for Veer? Yeah. Went on for ages. Where did it go, unfortunately? Spelt Nightmare, says Barricades. I don't know. Everyone, oh, no, let's not talk about Nightmare too much. We're going to end up doing another <laughs> podcast here on the MOS Network. Can't do that, Ted. You have finished Ministry of Dragons now, so maybe you could do a Nightmare podcast. Watch every episode of that. Do you know what? If Nightmare was on Amazon Prime, I would do a watch party of Nightmare. I think it's on YouTube. I don't know if I can stream things on Twitch on YouTube. Probably not. Unless um, I did it like reverse image and modulate the sound. Not that I'm saying doing, that's a way to get around. Then they'll do Netflix watch parties in Discord now, do you see? So really? if you're on Netflix, you can do a watch party on Discord, yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Which is actually quite cool. That'd be quite cool, actually. But there we go. It's a, oh, and last thing, what do you think about the Elite coming back, Tez? Will we see them at, will we see them at Full Gear? Because they had the Thanos snap thing where they're all disappearing this week on Dynamite. Do you know what? I thought that was quite an cool. interesting way to, because obviously it's not really been referenced other than Tony Khan when he said about titles been, you know, uh, relinquished or they've taken the titles off them. Yeah. Hadn't heard anything. And so I think that is quite an interesting way to go about it because, you know, we even had the AEW logo with the E, Elite, yeah, yeah. fading out, similar as well. Um interesting i mean other kenny omega is the only one that i'm kind of hyped to see back because i think he's great in the ring yeah but, and the good thing is hopefully he's had more time to heal up from his injuries because he had another extra yes. month off. Yeah. although if he did hurt a dog that's not cool no no um uh, yeah I, I mean but then there's also been some report i saw where it said the claims about the dog were all unfounded i don't know it's, it's whatever the truth is hopefully the dog didn't get hurt you never want dogs to get hurt no that's fine um yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, to be honest, I'm not that interested in the Young Bucks like characters and them. They're great in the ring, but you see one Young Bucks match, you've kind of yeah. seen them all, unfortunately. Yeah. And the attack division in AEW has been pretty good with the acclaimed and swerving our glory. Yeah, I mean, I think the tag team division's recently been probably the biggest highlight of Dynamite's been getting a lot better. Mm. Rampage, I can give or take, it's basically a Ring of Honor show, yeah, yeah. which just needs to be really i think at this stage um yeah i i i'm interested to see what they do but i think kenny omega is the one that i'm a bit more interested in seeing return and see what he does i i kind of almost feel with someone of kenny omega's ability i'd like to see him not in a faction 
I'd like to yeah. see him separate away and just be the badass single star. I don't need to see a trios with him in it because he feels like he's above a trios to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you what, what what's your kind of thoughts on them returning? Um, I like I say I want to see Kenny back and I want to see him going against like we well, saw him against Brian Kenny versus Mox again. I want to see Kenny in some badass wrestling matches. He was awesome in some of my favorite wrestling matches last year. Then got injured, healed up, came back in the trios, which I wasn't too pumped about seeing him in the trios. I'm more interested in seeing Kenny. Kenny's great. Kenny has great wrestling matches. I like him with Don Callis when he's the bad guy, Kenny. Well, the, the heel Kenny. But, you know, Kenny versus MJF. That'd be great. Like, I, I just want to see stuff like this. I want Kenny versus Keith Lee. Yep, Kenny versus Keith Lee. Kenny I versus want, Billy Gunn. I want, yeah, I want Kenny versus Brody King. Yeah. And then we yeah. also need, at some point, the match of the two the two Kennys, Kenny Omega and Buddy Matthews, because Buddy Matthews was the WWE move set yes Kenny Omega and so is Brian Pillman Jr it seems I saw him popping up from uh, Dark this week as well he does a bit Kenny Omega as well yeah um, I, I think put him into some interesting give him like a journeyman thing where he's he doesn't necessarily need to begin directly back after the title but just put him in these yeah. awesome work rate matches against no, I just want to see Kenny Omega seen. in awesome wrestling matches yeah. that'd be great he's really uh, good yeah. question Tess is mm-hmm. are the elite inevitable or are they Iron Man um, how do you mean by are they Iron Man? Sacrifice to save the world. Oh right. I mean, in their heads, they're probably the the heroes all the time, even when they're the heels. Yeah. So probably they probably think they're Iron Man, but they're actually Thanos. Yeah, yeah. I I think so. I mean. The young bucks just give off that air of stuck. Yeah, I just can never forget the moment when their their dad was getting attacked backstage and they did the slowest jog. Daddy, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> running backstage to their dad, but it was just like a light jog. No, no, I yeah, I mean, I guess let's like let's hope Kenny comes back and just badass, badass Kenny Omega, be awesome. He's had mm. a nearly a year off, all healed up, um, and he's just awesome. That'd be great. That's what I want to see. You'd be a good, good replacement for Punk as well. Shame we never got Punk versus Kenny, though. That could have been cool. I'd have liked to have seen that. Yeah. I'd have liked to have seen that. It's a shame we didn't see that. Um, Hopefully, you know, all being well at some point, I don't know the recovery time, we get Punk v. Um, Adam Cole. Punk versus like Adam Cole. That. Not Punk, sorry. Um, uh, Omega v. Adam Cole. Yes. Yeah, that would be it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Adam Cole's been off telly for ages. Uh, Fran Cannon, Young Bucks, uh, Obadiah Stane. Wish, <laughs> wish they were Iron Man, not as tough as Thanos. <laughs> Great one. <laughs> Love it. Well done, Fran. 10 points. Uh, there we go, mate. So, oh, yeah, uh, Omega versus uh, Joe. There's loads of great matches we could have. Omega versus uh, Claudio. That'd be good as well. Oh, that'd be a good one. Mm, Talk of Rampage. Oh, yeah. Seems Hobbs going for Wardlow, and Hobbs looked like he might be aligning with the Embassy. What was the point of Wardlow Taven? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that happens on Rampage, Mr. Price's, which seems quite random, I feel. And I think, um, what they call, yeah, they, they, yeah, they've signed now for Taven and Mike Bennett. Yeah, they've signed, they've signed to a contract now, haven't they? Mike oh, Bennett God, and Matt great Taven. Great, more people. I know. <laughs> too many people, dudes. Too many people. Too many people. Yeah. Can't wait for AW to go back to the way things were. Snap. 
There we go, from my name as yeah. well. But Tez, we're getting all too excited. Uh, just quickly, Mr. Processor. Also, Taven coming out to the Adam Cole mashup kingdom theme from IRH. Will Cole be joining the kingdom again? Taven should be coming out to So Unkind. Then I could get in, get in some AW money because he used to use one of my songs as his entry music oh, in Ring right, of yeah. Honor. Taven, sort it out. That'd be great. <gasps> Shall I email him? I think I've got his email. Give him an still. email. So, yeah. hey, money? mate, use my song. You know, I could get some of those AEW big bucks. Um, but it's a bit self indulgent there. So, Tez, we're getting all too serious, too excited. We need to get serious. Uh, let's do it. It's time for a very serious wrestling promo. And now, Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. She taught me. She taught me from a young age. She said, you got to get them before they get you. A rattlesnake skin is the same color as the leaves, she said. And we all understand her. She led us all with love. But she told us that the fires, well, they are our friends too. The world is an evil place, she said. And we agreed. And I was there. I was there when she took her final breath. She pulled me in close and she said, You're the one, she said. They chose you long before you were ever in existence. And I understood. I understood what she meant. Her touch could save the world. But her kiss, it burns to the ground. I love you, Sister Abigail. Down. Brothers, let's go down. Let's go down to the river to pray. Bray Wyatt, 26th of August, 2013. WWE, Monday Night Raw. Thank you. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. I haven't got anything on my mind about Hannah Montana this week, Tez. What about you? Well, do you know what? <laughs> wow. Ironically, <laughs> you have. I was recording um, the final finale of uh, Ministry of Dragons, talking about the finale of House of the Dragon. And I, I can't remember what point it was in the middle of the show. I said something, and uh, Jamie, my co-host, went, oh, I thought you were going to talk about Hannah Montana just then. I went, no, wait, wait a second. There's a running joke, because I thought music that Lawrence played was from like Malibu CA. And all of a sudden, now everyone thinks I watch Hannah Montana, and he just went, I'm pretty sure you're a closet Hannah Montana fan. You do fan. watch Hannah Montana. You don't, how, like, how many years have you known Jamie for? I've known him for like 25 exactly. years. Exactly. If, if there's anyone who's going to know about your Hannah Montana love, it's Jamie. And so check it out on Ministry of Dragons in the podcast feed and on YouTube, guys. Uh, Tez has been doing the uh, House of the Dragon podcast here on the, the NYS Network. So uh, it's the final. You've had your final episode now, haven't you, Tez? Yeah, yeah. We covered the finale, talked about uh, the series as a whole. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. 
been a lot of fun. And I'm gonna. There's a little bit of news as well about another MOD coming onto the MOS network in a in a cut in a few weeks. I'm not gonna do a full sit a few, full episode by episode review, but I will definitely do a uh, series review of Mighty Ducks season two. Spoilers. It's great. Check Ooh. it out. I think it's really good. We did do anyone new here. We did do Ministry of Ducks last year, uh, which was the Mighty Ducks uh, Game Changers review show. And I'm definitely going to do a series review because I think it's great. It's really good, dude. It's actually quite funny. Uh, lots okay. of funny jokes. It's a good, good show. Grot bags. Hang on. You, what's the chat room saying, Ted? I need to hold grot bags. Grot bags. Um, Fran Cannon uh, saying, and he downloaded the pilot of Ministry of Hannah. Uh, Baby Ice embraced the Miley Tez. Rickety. And yes, he has heel heat with me. I think that's about Matt Taven. Um, priceless MOS references crossing other podcasts yes unbelievable but check it out guys if you like House of the Dragon Tez has got all 10 episodes of House of the Dragon reviewed on the podcast feed and up on YouTube it's a great little uh, podcast there with Jamie thanks to Jamie as well for doing the show Mm. never spoke to Jamie that's a good guy we mentioned briefly on the show a couple episodes back about Rings of Power I might force myself now to actually finish that because Boy, I lost interest in that a lot quicker than I was expecting. Right, I've never, I've, uh, oh, uh, I've never seen Lord of the Rings, which is a going chat on any game streams I do. I've never seen anything <laughs> Lord of the Rings ever. I did see the extended version pop up. It's like four hours long. Bloody hell! That's mm. longer than WrestleMania thirty-seven. It is brilliant though. I love Lord of the Rings. How many Miley's were going to run the Hannah Montana's gaffs? Says Mister <laughs> Prices. Uh, lost count and baby ice we want emilio back i don't know if we do though baby ice i don't know if we do it's actually do you quite miss good. him eating stuff every episode i miss that he's not eating stuff there's a lot of talk on the ministry of, uh, on mike ducks about eating again uh but right. it's actually quite funny it's actually quite good a lot of funny jokes it's, it's, i feel like maybe a, a little spoiler for the mighty ducks any uh sorry wrestling fans it's kind of sports uh that uh maybe gordon <laughs> bombay was uh was like the dead weight of season one and now he's he's been curled from mighty ducks game changer season two it's added a whole new element so that all the characters flourish into what they're supposed to be okay uh well he uh, held things back he maybe held things back too much eating too much eating uh but there we go tez it's time for this week in wrestling history we'll get to what's Ooh. coming up on uh horror well just before we take the calls te- uh, my okay. name is not i will I'll ask tez the question there but this week mm. in wrestling history you ready tess oh yeah baby let's go november 4th <clears throat> oh, still got bit biscuits gone down the wrong throat <clears throat> november 4th 1986 piper is done chewing gum featuring rowdy roddy piper and directed by the legendary john carpenter they live was released in theaters this film is considered to be one of the classics of the horror genre from the 1980s is that what you think? I know you did a whole show on it and John Carpenter and stuff. What are you thinking, Tez? It's a big moment for, for horror. Big anniversary um, and wrestling. Yeah. I, mean, I Personally, I kind of consider it more of a sci-fi action film than right. um, than horror. But, I mean, it's, it's John Carpenter. my favourite director. Right. And it's a legendary film. Like, it's so good. I, 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 can't, I can't count how many times I've rewatched that film. It's, uh, it is a great film. Berkeley says it's the best film star and a wrestler. I don't know. The Rock's done some pretty good Ooh, films. I don't. It's up there, but I mean, Jesse Ventura's in Predator. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan is in Three Ninjas. And the Nanny, isn't he? In the Nanny. Yes, and Spy Hard. Spy Hard, yeah. Deep cut. 
Uh, my name's oh, I prefer for Christine but no They Live is out yeah, I've seen it I've not seen it for a long time uh, it's got Keith motherfucking David in it as well he's a oh, badass Keith David is excellent yeah he was really good um, but the yeah the fight was... scene in the alleyway is just the best fight scene it is good isn't it it's so good it's a, it's a great movie go and check it out but yeah it was released what was that how many years ago Ooh, uh, 36 years ago I think this this week hmm Long time, mate. Long time. Goodness gracious me. There we go. Next one, Tess. Next up. November 1st, 1997. Did Brett screw Brett? Brett Hitman Hart officially signed his WCW contract following the events that led to his WWF departure. A $2.5 million contract was to be kept confidential until after the Survivor Series pay-per-view on November 9th. During the days leading up to that pay-per-view, the news was leaked resulting in the infamous Montreal screw job. Ooh. Wow. Big moment here in wrestling history, I'd say. This is probably on par with sort of the, the muffin situation with CM Punk, really. Of that was the nineties version. This is the twenties version, I guess. Um massive, to be fair. And a huge contract, two point five million is that a year he was on? Bloody hell. That's a lot big of money. money. That is big money, isn't it? Cool. Uh uh Barricles, I swear you just do this to upset me. No, no, I don't I don't do that to upset you. I just put it in the on the news. But no, I think it's a big moment. I mean, it's imagine though when I think about these these moments like the Montreal screw drop, imagine doing MOS then when that happened. Like mm. a show, an internet show or something like that. The internet wasn't really a thing. Dial so up modems. Dial up modems. But doing that and when that big moment happened, imagine doing like the review of the pay-per-view when that happened. Like live, oh, that, oh, you do or well, you do Ministry of Slam after that night. I mean, imagine what you'd be thinking. What the fuck happened last night? What was that? Like, was that work? <laughs> It'd be so good, wouldn't it? That would that would be probably the most interesting time to do like a internet kind of show, wouldn't it? Just oh, in the nineties. But will stuff like this CM Punk thing have the same folklore twenty five years from now? I doubt it, really, because of course that late nineties moment in wrestling was such a huge time period for wrestling fans yeah it's it's kind of crazy like you look at wrestlers now and they're they still seem new but they've been with like wwe for like eight years and back yeah. then the historic runs would be two three years at most yeah yeah um man, it, it would have been a crazy time i mean i this was before me watching wrestling by at least i think like two years um but you know i've seen the documentaries it's it's mad it's it's, uh, we have been lost, uh, says Barracles. Keith Day was also in some of Saints Row games. Uh, was the president? In, um, community. He was. Uh, but no, I mean, that's what I always think about these moments. And yeah, 2.5 million. Did, did Brett screw Brett, Tez? Vince didn't want him. So I guess, no. Vince, Vince screwed Brett. Um, yeah, I, d I don't think Brett screwed Brett. I mean, I think it's one of those things where. At the end of the day, if you go into a match with a plan and it's, as far as we know, agreed upon, as much as not everyone may have been happy with it, but then to sort of change it with the other parties involved, not including, you know, Brett, it's shady. That is just shady at the end of the day. I'm not saying Brett's saying, I don't want to lose it in Canada, do it like the next night. I mean, whatever. At the end of the day, Vince is the boss, but you'd think that we have an agreement. This is what is going to happen. Yes. And not just go, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. 
guys, is don't it, tell Brett, but we're going to do this if that's... But if isn't that's wrestler, happens. aren't wrestlers like traditionalists and stuff? And isn't like Bret Hart a major, like a mega traditionalist? Isn't the whole thing of wrestling, you go out on your back? And you know Bret just lost. Done. It's not, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to lose in Canada, I think was the thing. I know. It's a little bit of him taking himself too seriously there, I feel. Yeah. Uh, but, but then at again... At the end of the day, I think that's... You see these reports, like you see the Stone Cold Broken Skull sessions, and he's talking to Stone Cold and saying when Kevin Nash came into WF, Kevin Nash said, "Don't ever go to WCW, it's a mess." And of course, then Bret Hart saw Kevin Nash go to WCW and make all the big money. You know, money talks as much as you can. You know, hear people in your ear saying, "Don't go to this place, it's a mess." He went, he went and got the money where he could. Fair play to him. So maybe it's you know he screwed himself. I feel. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's not, it's not real, is it? So he should have just lost and left because, you know, traditionalists. He offered to lose to Austin or Shamrock. Well, Vince wanted him to lose to Shawn Michaels. You know, that wouldn't be allowed to happen today, would it, these days? But it's folklore that we're yeah. still talking about it now. It's still a debate and a discussion 25 years later. Legendary and moments the, in wrestling. And the thing is as well, like, say what you want about the the guy, but, I mean, if Vince is in charge, it's that that's where you get the situation of inmates running the asylum, which we've speculated as maybe happened at times with AEW yeah. and obviously happened with WCW at times. There's it's a reason why well. WWE's still there and massive yeah. and got huge after this. It's never all very well the saying, I, I, I don't want to lose here, I don't want to do that, I don't want to lose to this person, I prefer to lose this. That's all well and good. You're not writing the checks. You're not, you're not the man at the top. You're paid to do a job at the end of the day. Um, not saying how things went about. <laughs> was good um but at the end of the day yeah it would be like me saying to my boss i don't think i want to work today because i don't think today's a good day to work I i'd prefer to actually work next week so that's what yeah. i'm gonna do i mean like no you haven't got a job <laughs> apparently said he had created control in the last 30, 30 days of his employment that must be within reason surely i mean i think vince was worried that brett would go to wcw with the winged eagle belt and track it in the bin wasn't that was that was the worry because uh, of what happened with Alunja Blaze, but I think Bishop has come out and since said there's no way they could have done that because there was all these loot lawsuits happening around the time. Because, uh, yeah, you know, WWE lawyers sued WWE because they thought Scott Hall was playing the Razor Ramon character and all that other stuff. I mean, it's it's been said hundreds and thousands of times since then. But man, it's folklore. It's a big moment in wrestling. It's 25 years ago this week, and Bret Hart made a lot of money, so he can't be that pissed off. No. He make loads of money. He went there. I mean, it's it's quite weird that the guy was going to get two 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 and a half million dollars potentially a year. I guess yeah, it must be a year. And he was pissed off and so angry and took himself that seriously that he wasn't. Oh, I'm not going to lose. You're going to get loads of money, mate. Just, goodness me, Brett. Just do the job. Just take it. Don't take yourself too seriously, Brett. Yeah, come on. Smile. Learn to smile. Be good. <laughs> Talking about a guy who smiles, the next this week in wrestling history. Go for it, Tez. November 2nd, 1998. Mick gets a new belt. Vince McMahon introduced the Hardcore Championship and awarded it to Mankind on Monday Night Raw to massage his ego prior to Survivor Series, which was part of Vince's master plan at the event that year. What did you think of the Hardcore belt, Tez? So I never saw its introduction because this was, like I say, a year before I kind of started watching... Um, probably just about exactly a year, I, I guess. It's probably the end of 1999 that I started. But I used to really enjoy the hardcore title. Um, not just the 24-7 rule, which I thought was fun, but um doesn't always work. It works in certain scenarios if you're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Not not like the 24-7 title where it's the roll-up title, you know, 
all that stuff. But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was a big fan of Raven, Rhino, a lot of the guys that were involved in the division because being a youngster and you're seeing people smacking each other with like chairs and dustbin lids and Rob Van Dam, he was one of the really cool guys yeah. when I was kind of growing up. Do you know so how I, many I really... champions there were? Oh, I mean, I, I know Raven had it like 16 times or something. Or 28 52 times. 52 or... champions, Tez. Across yeah, 240 reigns. <laughs> and the longest reign was the big boss man's fourth reign, where he held it for 97 days. The longest combined amount of uh, days as champion is Steve Blackman, with all his combined reigns, totaling 172 days in six reigns as the hardcore champion. I do Steve like uh, WrestleMania 18, where it just there's like a, a, a huge hardcore match backstage. Mm. Which is yeah, good. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, Steve Blackman's one of those guys where he had great offense. But you couldn't help thinking this guy, from a personality standpoint, is incredibly boring. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's me. And Rob Van Dam was the last champion when he unified it with the Intercontinental mm. Championship. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. Um, it was good. It was quite cool. Uh, do you reckon they'd ever? Eh, well, they won't bring it back, will they? I d- I don't see why at some point they could, if they were going to go, you know, TV fourteen, whatever yeah. it was. I don't see why they couldn't have an Extreme Rules title if they ditch the 24-7, which it kind of seems... I mean, I don't think that's been featured for a while because it's a it's It's a gone, yeah. Title. yeah. But I don't see why you couldn't have an Extreme Rules um, championship. Um, maybe, if there's a place for it. I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the... Uh, AEW bring one in. Year, yeah. AW it's a hardcore champion, Tony Khan, a pioneer in wrestling storytelling, has decided to bring in... Uh, form of wrestling that wrestling fans have been craving for the last 25 years Tony Khan is introducing the AEW Atlantic Australasian yeah oh yeah the lights out champion that'd be it yeah and we're gonna have a tournament to find the first champion with 15 lights out matches featuring Miro versus Orange Cassidy we've seen that match loads of times (laughs) come on Tony Khan did you see Tony Khan was at Craven Cottage and he took Britt Baker and Orange Cassidy with him Mm. to see Fulham play football matches. Yeah. Because Jacksonville Jaguars are in London today. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Probably uh, finding out whether he can bring a team over to London. Ooh. I reckon. That'd be pretty cool. And would you like to watch that? Would you just sort of support a London NFL team, Tez? I'd like to get into NFL, but whenever I've tried to watch a game, I'm like, oh, this is going for way too long. It's yeah. way too stop stop start for me. I like playing Madden because you can skip through all the BS and just a chap just I know check the pig skin. A chap I know went to see a match or a game in uh, Texas, one of the Texas teams, a few weeks ago. He said it was so boring. <laughs> he said most of the fans are out in the concourse just drinking beer because it is just stop start and you're not seeing all the stuff up close on screen. So it was terrible. Yeah. As a live sweep. but he went and watched a live baseball uh, MLB game and he was like, "It's amazing." He loved it. Yeah, he I've loved it. I watched a couple of MLB uh, games recently, or or bits of them, highlights like yeah. um, New York Yankees and stuff. I prefer much prefer it. Yeah. it's like basketball. I tried to watch basketball, and that's not stop start, but it's basically just net, 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 yeah, net, net, and it's like, oh my god. 88 to 105 is like the score to tick. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, American sports. Ice hockey. I wish it was more accessible. I'd like to watch that more here. Yeah, it's on like a... Because I've got Sky and I have had BT Sport, but it's on like a Premier Sport channel. It's like another thing. I'm not, I'm not paying. 
I don't like sport that much to pay for another sport channel. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And it was on Apple TV, I think. I bet MLB was live oh, right. a few weeks ago. So that's sports talk, Ted. Sports. Yeah, sports talk. Sports. More sports talk on the MOS network. There we go, Ted. <laughs> but that was this week in wrestling history. Now it's time for the big moment of truth. The scary oh, moment on MOS this week. Oh, my goodness. Scary. I'm ready. Oh, are you excited? Uh, yes. I am excited. Okay. Okay. Are you? Oh, I'm excited because it's not me in the hot seat this week. Are you ready? It's going to be good. The 2.11 quiz. Yes, yes. Miss Price says. If anyone doesn't know what the 2.11 quiz is, it's a wrestler's birthday coming up. And each week, Tez and me swap the guessing to whose birthday is coming up this week. And this week, Tez is reading the clues for me to guess. And we've got two minutes, 11 seconds with some intense music playing in the background to try and guess whose birthday it is. I'm going to close the chat, Tez. I'm ready. There's two I'm minutes so sorry, seconds. just before we start, I just saw my name is not Earl. Steve Blackman and Johnny Gargano, a match for personality. Yes. Like that. That would, who else <laughs> trying to think of someone else who had no personality as well in wrestling? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Bret Hart. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> ready, okay. Ted? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. The 211 quiz starts now. This wrestler was born October 30th, 1973. In Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, they were trained by Ron Hutchinson and Sweet Daddy Siki. They made their professional wrestling debut on Canada Day in 1992 in Toronto. Lance No. Chris Jericho? No. <laughs> on May 10th, 1996, they replaced Bob Holly's opponent on short notice in the opening match of a WWF house show. Um, they, oh god, they uh, had a televised match against Jose Estrade Jr., which ended prematurely by countout. When this wrestler performed Edge. a somersault, it's yes. Edge's birthday. I know that one. That's not even oh. guessing. I got it. It's Edge. I got that one without even guessing. Yes. Hang on. Oh god. You ready, Tez? Uh, yeah. Let's go. I didn't even guess that, mate. I got that from that televised match situation. Happy birthday, Edge! Yes. Yes, I got that from rest. Actually, knowing that one, Ted, surprisingly, most of, most of them I just guess. But I got that from the <laughs> from the messed up match. Well done, well done, there the wrestling we fans. There we go. Well done, Edge. Yes, we got it. Good work, team. Good work. Good work, everybody. And uh, there we go. That was a two eleven quiz for this week. And yet again. Me and Tez never fail. And anyone else who does it fails every single time. Oh, oh dear. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Do I feel terrible? No, you don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just fun. Is it fun? It's, a, it's just in jest. It's Is just it? in jest, yes. It's something, that's for sure. But, Tez, <laughs> what have you got coming up on Ministry of Horror this yes. week? So last week we obviously had the very very fun um, horror Halloween premature early ha Halloween horror face off. This week's back to business as usual. We have the latest in horror news. We have reviews, including the latest. Um, I don't know who the director is, but a film called Barbarian, which I think is must see. Um, and also I watched Terrifier Two, and that's going to feature into kind of the main discussion point of uh, of the show, which is clowns in horror. Uh, of course, I'm going to talk about Art the Clown because his new film, Terrifier 2. We're also going to talk about Pennywise, of course, but I'm going to touch on some other clowns that are featured in horror cinema. 
especially one which I remember being freaked out by as a kid and nobody's seen it, uh, called The Clown at Midnight, which had um, Will Smith's little sister from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in it. That's Ashley? all I remember from that film. Yeah, yeah. Ashley? Tat- Tatiana, Tatiana Ali? Here it is, a groove slightly transformed again, but with a Tatiana Ali swing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, when she, she was in she The Clown by Was it any good? Will Smith rapped on it, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think she did one song that got released over here, and that was probably it. I had an idea for you for MOH, potentially, for maybe maybe it have to be for next spooky season, which I thought might be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, you could maybe do a, a like one from the first 10 years, and then one from the second 10 years, and one from the third 10 years, because they're all like little mini horror plays as well, aren't they? The plays they're all horror. on, um, a bunch of them were being shown on like Sky today. Yeah, I mean, they always used to be like some of my favourites. Yeah, uh, I, I, Simpsons for like the last god ten years or so hasn't really been too good. But no. we talked on the news about I think two weeks Home back. Home is going to be Pennywise. Yeah, which I don't know. I'm guessing that airs this week or next week. But um, I'm going to be interested to give that one a watch. The Shining. Watch that. The Shining. No beer, no TV. Make Homer go crazy. I love the one when the gardener becomes like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, oh, just, it's great. So oh, that'd be quite a good, interesting. Mr. Burns is Dracula. Yeah, oh. yeah, loads of little interesting and where they what sort of like the, from the five, you know, from the the period of time through different Simpsons, what they're like now. Because I mean, the voices sound completely different, yeah. don't they? Oh God, yeah. March when when it was kind of early like animation, when it was really good, yeah, great. And then whatever we've got, the fifteens last... and yeah, and then the twenties, yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I thought that'd be a maybe an interesting horror dive into the simpsons and they're all quite short to watch as well they're only 30 minutes aren't they yeah yeah there you go maybe that's a tune in for next year's horror situation for 10 <laughs> <laughs> um right i think what bericles on the chat should we let him in okay let's, let's let go him in. here he comes it's bericles he's admitting into the chat it's bericles he's gone on with the camera Uh-oh. oh messed up I with, the with the camera hang on i can even come back Peter. wait you might just have to be called crimson mel <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I have no Go idea. I'm sorry, guys. Go for it. Push the wrong button. That's right. I haven't got a Barrow thing on three cameras, so I can't change your name. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. How I, you I, doing, I, mate? I'm as cool as Mel. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a bit stressed out, but you know, other than that, like, you know, you know, oh, when man. stuff just in your house just breaks, and it breaks in threes. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, that. My TV's on the fritz. Oh no! Like, this chair is barely holding me together. Oh like, God! So like, uh, so I'm like, I'm trying to buy buy a new chair, trying to buy a new TV, and it's like, okay, I've had them sized up for a week, gone on to buy them just, and it's like, ah, oh, stock, brilliant, yeah, great. So, oh no, mate, that's terrible. Uh, but I need the back support because otherwise it end end up like <laughs> really messed up. So, uh, yeah. Oh dear. Um, anything to do with like why I called up or anything? No, no. So I feel really bad that I, I click camera and come. The rule of three sucks, says Fran. Yes, it really does. I'm just waiting to see what else goes now. I'm hoping it's not me. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that, mate. That would be getting no good. Uh, check out all of Bericles' good work on the mwestnetwork.com, our brand new website. Uh, lots of good stuff being posted up there. It's going well. I hope it's going well. I mean, we, I'm, I'm trying to get stuff out there as soon as I can, and you're doing good stuff. And Yes. I'm trying to, try, trying to try and write a new blog thing this week. Hmm. Check Around. it out, guys. It's good stuff. News posts and blogs, and Bericles is running the website, and it's really good stuff. So thank you very much, mate, for all your hard work. It's all good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm happy to help out. Cool, cool. Nice one. Good show episode of Tony is as well. Oh, yes. That was a good one. Uh, it's always it's always weird to edit them, because obviously, like, I do them, like, a couple of months ago, and I'm like, 
Oh, I did. I don't mention this, and then like a couple of seconds later, I'll mention it. But like, oh, good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, I'm, I'm probably going to do a blog about swerves. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I think the MJF thing might be a swerve. Okay. And if it is, I think it's really dumb because it's one of those swerves where the person doing the swerve has to get beaten up. Yes. In order to sell the swerve, as it were. Yeah. And it's just like, th- these never make any sense. It's like when somebody goes into a match, spends half the match getting their ass kicked, and then, like, turns heel at the end. Like Dominic did at uh, Clash of the Castle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Joining the faction that's been kicking your ass, all that stuff. Yeah, it's just, I really think that... Because, like you, I, I'm going to prefer NGF as a heel, I think. Yeah. But, but the crowd just want it. Hello, King. They really want it, so... Do you want to get into that that period where you're I, fighting against the crowd like like they were with John Cena for years and stuff like that? Only the opposite way around. It's like, no, we want you to be a bad guy. Do you think the crowd want it, or do you just think the crowd are just interested, are just excited to see MJF because he's so good being a bad guy? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? He's he's. I don't he, think the crowd want it. I think they just maybe because they're where they're playing the story now. But two or three, four weeks ago, I think just, he's just so good. They're just entertained by him. Yeah, I think that MGF could be a good face. I think he really could. I think he's that good in the microphone that you can... Um, he'll he'll make you buy it, whatever it is. But I think he's more comfortable as a heel. And it's just kind of like, why, why make him a face? You've got a face. You've got Moxley. Um, you've got Kenny coming back in. You've got... You've got your pretty stacked on the face side. You've got Hangman Page when he comes back yeah I think MJF as, as lead heel is the way to go but right now if it is a swerve uh, like it's it's a Russo Russo special of oh it makes no sense but because it makes no sense you weren't expecting it and therefore it's a great swerve it's like no yeah. no um, I think stuff. I think they're a bit, he's a bit more clever than that just swerving us for the sake of swerving us uh, well I'm really kind of off the boil with AEW. Still really? enjoying it. Still good wrestling. But another tournament? I know. <laughs> I mean, when it, when it came up, I thought, are oh, they using, like, they've, they've, someone's clicked the wrong button. They're using last year's thing. And it's just like, there's been like six tournaments this year. I think it's been six tournaments since since May or June. Like the Brett, the Owen Hart one, the All Atlantic one, All the, the trios. The trios, the New Japan one. The, the two New- interims. Yeah, God. It just goes on forever, doesn't it? It's just how about you how about you write a storyline, please? Just give us a story. I know there's enough guys there to, to actually actually write good stories. It's a bit In, silly. Instead tournament. of giving us a story, you keep giving us a four way for for interim title. Yeah. Or a tournament for interim title. So I remember a few months back I said it's gonna be interesting because we don't know what's gonna happen when things go wrong in AEW and we know what happens when things go wrong with Vince because we know all Vince's moves. Yes. Apparently, we now know all of Tony's moves. If something goes wrong, have a tournament. <laughs> um, It's just silly. It's utterly silly. And speaking of utterly silly, I'll just provide my own, you know, turning point there. <laughs> and uh, speaking! <laughs> um, Bray Wyatt... I'm, I'm, I'm. I was down. I was down with the, the sickness. No, I'm always down with the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I spent far too long headbanging to that as a youth. Uh, but my hair was much longer than this. <laughs> but, um, God, look, I missed. <laughs> um, yeah, the it's getting to the point now where it's like, I get it. I get the idea. When you're going to get to a match or a feud, yeah. when you're going to call someone out, how is this going to work in the context of professional wrestling? Yes. Because... I, I always said, like, he's a great creative guy, but it comes across to me like he wants to be the main character yeah. of WWE. And you can't have a main character, even your top guy, unless you're, unless you're booking badly, even your top guy isn't the main character. Yeah. He shouldn't be. Um, it just seems a little... It's like, if he's, the, if he's the main character and he's in control of everything... Then his his type of storytelling will work, but, as he's not or he shouldn't be. Then he has to interact with people and trade wins and losses and things like that. He's the main guy; he just runs over everyone. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. But the trouble is with it is like I can't see him going in the ring with Roman Reigns. They're not building a baby face or a heel or anything like that. Don't work. They 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 shouldn't put him anywhere near the title. That's what that's the problem with the with the fiend. They just put him put him near the belt. He he can't go near the belts. That level of storytelling is not supported by a wrestling championship. No. Because the championship should be the story. The moment you've got like, and I've got seven levels of this, and there's 13 characters here. And you, he can be a, a main event guy, but he can't go for the belt, in my opinion. No. Mosh, Mosh, Mosh Pit Madness is from Cincinnati, and he uh, hate, thinks John Moxley sucks. Oh sweet! Finally, there's someone else. I mean, yes. that's 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 one of the lesser of my hot takes. The others are that I don't particularly like the elite either. So, like you're you're, you're there going, oh Kenny Omega versus so so. I'd rather had Punk. Well, yes, I, I think Punk, we would rather. I wish Punk, Punk hadn't done this because I'd rather have Punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's Great. a better engineering ring storyteller than those guys. Uh, my name's Oh Bray is a top guy according to merch sales. Yeah, that's there's nothing wrong with that. He's. I'm not denying he's, he's a top guy. I'm yeah. not denying he's a top guy. He definitely should be. I'm saying you put him in anywhere near the belts and it will destroy whatever character he's trying to build. Happened with The Fiend. Happened with Bray Wyatt, the the rocking chair cult leader type. The moment you try to make him a wrestler, if you know what I mean, like, a, oh, I'm, I'm a wrestler, I have to be after the world title, it falls apart because he needs that structure under him that is his storytelling yeah and the moment you the moment you stick the belt in as a foundation of that the house collapses if you understand the weird metaphor i've just tried to go for no i know it's um it's i don't know it just doesn't seem we'll see it's not many weeks in and stuff i don't know i know dude well, it, you say it's not very not many weeks in it and it isn't it certainly feels like it is yeah it's it, just it's just same old bray Wyatt. it's like okay that's three weeks of like oh i'm, I'm here I'm 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 another character, I guess. You're gonna tell us anything about this character? No. Yeah. Um, is anybody gonna call you out? No. no. Is anybody no. anybody in fact gonna acknowledge your existence on no. this program other than the commentators? No. So like, I like Bray. I liked all I I loved Bray Wyatt, leader of the Wyatt family. I thought that was a really cool gimmick. I liked the fiend up until the, like I said, up until they, they tried to make him champion. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like you got to, you need to come out of this running you need to 
tell us why. And it's just sort of like, no, I'll do a slow build. It's like, you've already squandered. To me, a lot of the goodwill from that Extreme World, Extreme Rules um, debut or re-debut. What do you guys think? Wow, you know what I think. I thought this was going to happen all along. So... <laughs> No, I said, uh, I said no, this from day you one. Too, you too fixated on, on, on the codes. I, I wasn't. I think I still think, were, I, think, I think people were mistaken than me thinking. I, I said, I remember I realised during that show that Bray Wyatt well, gets, gets boring and doesn't make any sense. And this is what seems to be happening. But patience, like Mr. Price says, we'll find out what happens. Yeah, I, true. I true. don't see, like I said back then, I don't see how this whole thing works in the wrestling world between two guys in pants having a fight. How does the story work out like that? It doesn't work. Sadly, no. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, mm, and I hope I, I picks up what's the elite turn up. But as cool as people were like, oh, it's the elite on an elite on a advert. Like yeah. they're the whole like, are they going to come back as cocky heels that are like this place wouldn't exist without us? Because that's kind of what that that's kind of what that like Avengers esque snap promo was to me. It's like you know. They disappeared and the, the E from AEW disappeared. It's like the only way that makes any sense and isn't just some complete rubbish is if you come back and are like, well, this place wouldn't exist without us, so we weren't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You no, know, you, you have to be the baby faces. Like, I don't know. Maybe they come back as bad guys. Who knows? I suppose it, what I would do is I'd, I'd put them up against the Blackpool Comic Club. You've got the Elite who are AEW born and bred as it were not really yeah. I know they made the name in Japan and then you've basically got three XWWE guys yeah and two of them have supposedly during, during all this stood up and become uh, locker room leaders as it yeah. were uh, backstage so you can be like I know what you're trying to do you're trying to wrestle the company away from us it's ours that's kind of what I'd do we'll see whether they do that We'll see, mate. I don't know. It's um, it's interesting. I mean, that Thanos thing was quite interesting. It's funny how everyone says Thanos thing. It was very Thanos. That's interesting. no, that's exactly what it was. It was that. That's one of my problems with them. They're never very subtle. No, they're not. No. Um, but I don't know. I'm interested to see him coming back more and more, Kenny. And like I said, I think it's a shame for wrestling fans that Punk seems to not be going out. No, seems to be going. Yeah, out I, I wish. I wish. I wish he would just been like, oh, I messed up. I I I messed up. I I lost my temper. Mm. Uh, sorry guys you know but he won't do that he'll he'll go back to WWE he'll take the money as he should yeah maybe why I don't not know. I don't know if he will maybe he's got enough money and doesn't want to do it anymore fed up wrestling if, too toxic if he had enough money he'd never gone to AEW yeah he got a lot he's getting a buyout any. he knows mate he can make money yeah, doing other things can't he? do that do that fight uh, pay per view I'll tell all he should go no, he, should, he should go back to UFC no he used to do commentary for not UFC I wasn't saying you go back into fighting. That would be uh... calling it now. Jake Paul's next opponent. Ooh, he'd make a lot of money doing that, man. So and, he'd be more, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a and a loss would be more convincing. He'd just be sticking to his record. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Price. There was a House of Black. Yeah, there was a uh, House of Black semi promo that popped up on the internet. Just all House of Black guys popping up. That was in, yeah, in that, weird. That'll be that was that was better than Bray Wyatt. Weird, but made sense. They're going to go back and kick some ass. Should be good. But then how are they going to work? God, they haven't got enough TV time. <laughs> They've got to make time for all the Ring of Honor guys coming I in. Know. Like... Well, here's something you guys, you guys uh, don't seem to have remembered. Uh, a couple of weeks back, when they the week they announced that Final Battle was happening, 
Tony Khan released a press statement saying, yeah, we're doing one more Ring of Honor um, Ring of Honor event this year and we'll be announcing the, the Ring of Honor TV, sh- TV show next year. Yeah. So he's got something. He's just waiting for the, the right time. He'll probably announce it at Final Battle. Yeah, that's what I expect. But I imagine that's why he's still on this talent acquisition thing. Ugh. Especially when those guys are ex Ring of Honor guys. Yeah, yeah. Just, they've not got enough guys there to fill well, up a, a Ring of Honor show. What's really, but what's really weird, he's got like ex world champions like Bolton Castle, who's wrestled like three times on Dynamite or however long how many he's been. Apparently not under contract. Is he not? No. Like this is the thing, where, like there's a lot of people turn up and, and like go away and that's like who have you actually got and who just keeps turning up and you know, who have you got to deal with uh, like when Samoa Joe wasn't wasn't on TV for ages, I was like, "Well, where's Joe?" Turns out he was portraying uh, Sweet Sweet Tooth for the Twisted Metal TV show, right? And yeah. doing the voiceover for um, King Shark for the Suicide Squad um, game TV game that's coming out soon. Right, yeah, yeah. So like they've got their own side gigs, yeah. But like we're just not hearing about them. So maybe Mira is making a ton of money doing something else. We don't know. It's just I want them back. Like you've got enough talent to be like this is the best the best roster you can possibly get. Mm. And it's just kind of like chop and change. I know. Maybe they need to anyway, uh, get someone else in charge I of the will, whole thing. Uh, yeah, I will bow out and I apologise again for not paying attention and clicking the wrong button. That's all right, mate. No problem. Uh, good to see your face. Well, thank you're, you very much. You're the first and only person to ever said that. Uh, I hope you get a new chair. Yeah, I've, I've, I ordered it now, but it's so annoying. Ooh, please update us next week on the chair. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll call in and you take a look. No, we can't wait. It's going to be good. <laughs> But we have got Crown Jewel next week. Hot wrestling oh, action. God. So we'll find out our epic Crown Jewel review next week. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Look forward to that. I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Not this one, Crown Jewel. I always yeah. watch this one. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice one, mate. Good to see you. Thanks for calling in. Sure are, guys. See you there, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There goes Bericles. He is leaving the call, Tez. And that goes for Bericles and Mr. Price in the chat. And on the YouTube shows too, Bericles Corner, Kingdom signed, Dalton and the Boys not signed, Gates of Agony signed, lots of other people not signed, Blurred Rosters, too many cooks. So, uh, no need to say sorry, Bericles. Good to have you call in. Thank you, mate. Very good. But yeah, there we go, Tez. Uh, the phone line's still open if anyone wants to phone in. But also, uh, coming up on the MOS network this week, I'll be doing some gaming. I On Thursday, also, I will... Not sure if we'll do it live. We might do it live. We're definitely going to record it. I've got Wolver Steve back on Ministry of Marvel. And I've got a huge box. My huge box of comic books arrived from that I won in the auction. And we're going to open them, unbox them, and find out what we've got. I think they date from about 1986 up to 1993-94. Wolverine comics and Spider-Man comics. Then, you know, Wolver Steve knows his shit about comic books. And uh, he will be saying, if we've got any good ones there, what condition are they in? Are they worth getting graded? It's a bit of a comic nerd fest. But I'll either do it live or we'll record it. Keep a lookout on the uh, feeds. It might be fun to do it live. Uh, but we'll we'll see. I could uh, I might need to set up another camera. Maybe I'll, I will see about that. I've got to think about it. Thinking out loud. And also lots of gaming and stuff. And please, if you haven't subscribed, podcast this to our YouTube channel. Please come check out youtube.com forward slash the MOS network. And um, I will see if I might go live when Crown Jewel's on. Depends. Maybe do a watch along if anyone's about and wants to wants to sort of join us for the chat room and watch Crown Jewel. Uh, Maybe. I did it last year for Crown Jewel and it was really shit. 
because the pay, the, pay, <laughs> the pay for you was shit, but it was good to watch it with everyone. Uh, but this pay for you might be better than like Mr. Process. There's a lot more, a lot more interesting stuff going. So if you're watching Crown Jewel, keep a lookout on our social media and then in Discord and stuff. And I might be sitting here live watching Crown Jewel. Obviously, we can't show it, but we might watch it live and that might be good fun. Uh, what you got? Anything else coming up on the MOS network this week, Tess? Uh, no, no, quiet week. Um, I think in a couple of weeks' time, because we're now going into November shortly. I can't remember which week it is, but um, I'll be doing a bit of a return to gaming because the next Dark Pictures anthology game comes out, The Devil in Me. I've right. pre-ordered that, so when that arrives, I will be streaming that. Um, but I don't think that's. I don't think it's next week. It might be the week after. Not sure. Probably should check that. But yeah, other than that, it's just uh, just um, Ministry of Horror on Tuesday. So yeah, and I should have our funny games review uh, posted up soon as well. Which oh, we we love that film. God, (laughs) worst film I've ever seen in my life. Spoilers for the review. Uh, mm, Not as bad as She Hulk. <laughs> that wasn't a film. Not as bad as she helped. Uh there we go. So Tess, I think uh, no one else is calling in. So I think we will uh call it a night. It's obviously a quiet week in wrestling, which it is yeah. a little bit. I'll put the link in if anyone else wants to call in quickly. But if you're watching live, thank you for tuning in live here on the YouTube stream. If you're spending your Sunday night with us or Sunday afternoon, there was a, a clock change here in the UK this week. Um worse than Halloween ends. Uh, uh I don't know. The more I think about Halloween ends, the less I like it. And I didn't really like it after I watched it, but Oh man, you think you think you think there's poor logic in some films, but there's watch watch the Halloween episode a couple of weeks ago of uh, Ministry of Horror, and you'll get my views on the on that film. Um, Uh, I would say Halloween Ends is worse than Funny Games. Yeah, would you really? No, what? Yeah, That, that film was one of the worst films I've seen in my life. I mean, from for a Halloween fan. The logic in Halloween ends. Like it's a nice, good-looking film. There's some good kills in it, and I don't. Just uh, there's just. It's like two different films put together, neither of which feels like the concluding part of a trilogy. If that makes right. sense. Like the, the whole idea. If this was a planned trilogy, yeah. From for me, I'm like, how much of this was planned? Because 2018's Halloween was really, really good, in my opinion. Kills not so much. This, what the fuck? And it makes me even more worried that the same director has announced that not only is he doing a new Exorcist film, which I'm intrigued by because I liked what he did with the his first Halloween film, but he's doing an Exorcist trilogy. Why does it always have to be a trilogy? Just do one film that's good and see if it works, and then do see it from there. from there. Oh, just it it boils my piss, Law. It boils it my boils piss. Your piss. I, I understand where you're coming from, Tez. Very much so. A little bit with She-Hulk. It's that sort of situation. <laughs> Completely hated that so much. But uh, I, I still haven't got over it. Unbelievable. I'm so upset. But uh, <laughs> more so than anything else. King of King Halloween End is full movie. It's a full movie, but made in sequels. Michael was beaten by people. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for Halloween uh, Ends. I've not seen it. Uh, I, might, I might watch it. I saw the first one of the three. Do you agree with what King said, Tez? I see what they were trying to go for with what he's saying, but again, doesn't quite make sense because his whatever he said happened, yeah. But then he recovered very quickly from that in the prior film, and then 
people are still began missing. I can't say too much about going to spoilers, but it's like I, the difficulty with it. I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to do something a bit different. I, I like that. I've got no problem with that. But they've also crammed in a love story where people are going to talk about running away together in the space of like two days. Like, but I know, love like, doesn't stink, especially it doesn't stink in wrestling and definitely doesn't stink in horror films, Tez. There's a lot of sex in horror films, more sex in horror than wrestling. As someone, Law, that believes that love doesn't stink, do you think it's likely to meet someone and be like, do you know what? We're going to run away together in two days' time or in a day's time because we just like that. Well, Tess, you forget that I did sing for a Bon Jovi tribute, so I have to believe that that's possible. Otherwise, <laughs> that year and a half in that Bon Jovi tribute is completely fake. Which, in no, theory, being in a tribute band, it is fake. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah... Like I've got no problem with people enjoying Halloween Kills. It's created a lot of division, uh, divisiveness online, which I always think people should respect people's opinions. Don't ever put someone down because they disagree with you or they have a different view. For me, as a Halloween fan, the more I think of it, the more I'm like, oh man, this is not one of my favourite sequels at all. How does it tie into Halloween 3? It uses the same font. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's about it, yeah. There was apparently an idea that the director was going to do where Michael Myers' masks started getting printed out to kind of tie in with... Have you seen Halloween 3? Yeah. The Shamrock masks? Yeah, yeah. To sort of tie that in, because whilst these new films are only a sequel to the very first film, they ignore all the other sequels, and Halloween 3 isn't really connected anyway, because it's its own sort of thing. it's an anthology thing, thing, isn't it? Yeah. They, They use the same font in the opening, but that's about it right. and then they have these other nods to it like why is Laurie all of a sudden dressing like she dressed in 1978 other than for fans to go oh look Ooh. she's dressing like she did in the original makes no sense I wouldn't wear stuff that I wore 40 years ago I'm not even 40 I'd be wearing a nappy <laughs> well, you, uh, well you're not a 70 year old woman no I'm not but maybe but, if you I were mean, a 70 year old woman you'd still be wearing a nappy do, do, do you know 70 year old women that dress like they're 18 yes share oh and look how oh. successful she is. Well, okay, yeah. My, my argument's gone out of the window then. Dolly Parton. Cher, Dolly Parton, J- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. She was, she was giving Madonna. a solid to Oh, God, Madonna. Madonna my there God, you go. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point, although, God. Everybody wins, Tez, when you Hide see... your shame, Madonna. Hide your shame. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of anyone else. The Queen? She dressed all... She always dressed the same. It's definitely she did she dressed the same from 96 to bloody 18 tez oh yeah true fair point um okay there's a, lot of older well. women looking like teen girls. there's a lot of older women looking like teen girls yeah i don't know it's one of I those things what, that we I haven't think... got a franchise here to to <laughs> to, to nail that comment down there king but there's a lot of a lot of these films where they do this thing now where they'll have little nods to the prior films and you get it i guess in star wars and other things uh, marvel all the time and Marvel all the time. It's fan service. And it's sometimes it's really cool because, like, it, even in Halloween Kills, there's moments where I was like, oh, there's the masks that were in Halloween 3, you know, cool little nods. But then sometimes it's just like, oh, fucking hell. You, you literally put that in just to go, oh, look, that's like the first film. Oh, God, did you see that? Well, Doctor Who did it last week, didn't they? All the doctors turned up. All the old doctors turned up. Everyone did. Did they? Yeah. I don't, I've, I don't pretty much. It. And did you see who the new Doctor Who is? This was Rick Moran. You seen who the new Doctor is? Spoilers for Doctor Who. It's David Tennant again. I might actually watch that. Yeah, that's, like that's, why, they've, that's why they've done it. Because same as me, I'm like, oh, my, we'll start watching that again. David Tennant's back. They've definitely yeah, made he, his, his series as in was pretty good. Oh, actually. he's great, yeah. And I quite like Matt Smith in the end as well, actually. I didn't like him at the start, but then when he 
got older and it's quite good but there's many things we could talk about as we're talking <laughs> off on tangent there was a, there was a wrestling news week but there wasn't so much wrestling news i guess this week i can tell when i start writing out news i'm like well, it's not a lot sometimes i have loads of stuff <laughs> and this week there wasn't so much but uh it's been a good week for wrestling and a good week for the mos network across the information superhighway like i said thank you everyone who checks out all our shows thank you for all the hard work you do tez as well Oh, thank you. I mean, I don't do that much, but you do a lot of the work. <laughs> hey, you do. You do. You do a lot of stuff. And thank you to Bericles as well. Uh, if anyone's interested in writing any blogs and sort of stuff like that as well, please do contact us. We've got our website open. It's not just wrestling. It's for all all forms of entertainment. And uh, we got reviews and blogs. Bericles did a Black Adam review. So if anyone is interested in doing any blog writing or reviews, please do let us know. We're getting some good link clicks over to our website and, you know, Stuff like that will help the MOS Network grow as a whole. And it'd be great to have uh, some new members of the team here in the MOS Network. So, you know, please do. Our door or phone lines are always open for anyone who would be interested to do any blog writing or reviews for the website. Uh, apart from franchise, we are not interested in a sandwich review blog on the website. It's not a food <laughs> food website. Uh, oh, yeah. Go for it, baby. So if you're interested in writing a She-Hulk series, is misunderstood i am open for that door to be open if you want to contact me in discord and write that out we can post that up for you and go for it i'm totally good for make you a team member on there and we can get that going but um yes and if you're watching live thank you very much for checking out the show podcast this is hope you're having a good day somewhere in the week wherever you're listening to this it's six months six years in the future or on your monday morning or tuesday morning whenever you listen to this podcast thank you wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast and uh, please do hit the like and subscribe and please do give this podcast the five stars if you feel like it deserves it on the podcast feeds it very much helps us out and it helps us grow please do share the podcast if you see any social posts give it a like all that stuff it will very much help us out as well we would uh yeah and also the discord is open all day and all night long like mr prices says and uh, lots of good stuff and uh thank you very much guys for being here and having an interest in the stuff we talk about which we all have a ton of talk about and help us build a community i guess tez it's good isn't it mate yeah it's good everyone goes and says hello and all that stuff in the discord and thank you all you guys out there on the information super highway we may not see you in person but we are all friends here on the mis network yes and uh, have a good halloween tez are you getting dressed <laughs> up tomorrow <laughs> as jamie lee curtis in the 70s or are you dressed yeah. like you did 40 years ago in a nappy <laughs> well i mean i was negative five 40 years please ago. do well uh, well okay if you dressed as you did 35 please do post that picture in the discord we all want to see it <laughs> i mean uh, w when i used to work regularly in an office i'm sort of at home most of the time whenever it was halloween in my old workplace i dressed as michael myers a number of times i dressed as uh, leatherface uh just as uh, jason um did you have dresses Batman for his fancy dress day because uh, I think the, fancy dress and Halloween are separate. What mind. was the character you cooked? The, 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 what's his name? Who killed me in, that, in our film? Oh, the Plague Doctor. Plague Doctor. Yeah, mm. no one know who that was. I, I almost lost my shit one time at work. We did a, uh, it was like a fancy dress sort of thing as we did for Halloween. Bear in mind this was Halloween, not to go off on too much of a tangent. I'd come in as Leatherface. So yeah, I'm just wearing a mask, but I've also got an apron on that I've covered in fake blood and like toy chainsaw yeah. and stuff one of the it guys and it was a very cool costume had dressed up as an at, -at. i think it's an at, -at the yeah. the robot wow. from star wars for work he made like cardboard and all this stuff yeah bloody hell it, lo it looked <laughs> cool right he won now my argument is this is a halloween fans dress costume what oh. is halloween 
about a robot from Star Wars. Quite frankly, I'm very pissed off. I dressed up like bloody Michael Myers, and, uh, you know, this attack has nothing to do with horror. Previous year, I was Michael Myers and someone dressed as a wizard. They just put a robe and a hat on and they won. Quite and frankly, like, that is bold. What do wizards have to do with horror? I, I cannot believe it, quite frankly. That is not Halloween. That is definitely not Halloween. Everyone should watch our film tomorrow, Tez, shouldn't they? Go, where can they watch the film where, where Tez kills oh, me? Christ, where can they watch it? Uh, Harvest of the quick... Halloween Night. This is the let prime time for this word. movie, Tez. I know the first film is on Amazon out. Prime. Is it on Amazon Prime? Well, the first one is. I really oh, wish, oh, like, deep, deep, we should film this, Tez, as a thing for the channel, but I'm just going to put this I really wish I had two goes at that recording because I didn't really know what was going on. I nearly should have made a big, a bigger sell of you stabbing me, but I was a bit scared of you stabbing me with a knife. You, you, can, you can buy it. You can buy it on Blu-ray or DVD from Amazon, but it's not on their ah. streaming. Gutted. Um, so if anyone's looking for a watch a film Halloween, uh, Harvest of the Dead 2, Halloween Night? Um, uh, I'll just see where... I know it's on Tubi. I'm pretty Tez, sure it's on Tubi. Tez plays the big murderer, the plague doctor, and I'm in it and he kills me. It's prime yeah. time to watch it. Spoilers. I wasn't, Spoiler spe- I wasn't supposed to be killed. I was supposed to just be an extra, and then the guy didn't turn up. So I had some lines and then I had to wear a stab jacket and they tied this big sort of bag of blood to my belly. Um, and then they st- and Tess had to stab me with a knife. And I don't know who was more with scared. With a real knife. With a real <laughs> knife. Why did I say yes to this? I was getting paid no money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, stab me. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's available to watch on Tubi if you've got Tubi, which I think is only in America. Uh, so get yourself a VPN and you can watch it. It's got... Tim Faraday, who was recently in an episode of Andor. Oh, okay. He he's he's in it. Um, Olas Carter, who's been on um, Ministry of Horror. Um, David Spinks, who, if anyone ever watched EastEnders in the UK, he was Mickey. I think Mickey. I don't know. Yeah. He's on EastEnders. And Danny Thompson, um, who's done horror films. I was and, on the first uh, episode of Ministry of Horror. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Geeky Pete's in the chat. You should do a live watch along. I could do a live watch along of the first film, but none of the half-famous people are in that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Price is legit. Nothing works for me. I have tempted to do The Fiend. I do have the WWE replica mask, which I got on the cheap, over £100 off from the OG 200 it cost on Euro shop. Woo. Uh, well, I can't do a watch along of the first film because now it's only to rent or buy. Who's in charge of this shit? Gutted. Gutted. But, uh, I know. It's uh, it's a good movie. Check it out, guys. And if you've got two B in America, check it out on Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sell it. We're shilling our own shit. We should definitely do a thing to talk about it, Tess, because it's a bit crazy that I let you stab me <laughs> in that film. It's good though. Yeah, I know. We, you were just like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And then we were like, yeah. By the way, this is a real knife, and you're going to wear a stab-proof vest. We, we've we've tested it. I'm sure it works. And you were scared, weren't you? Yeah, and you were scared about stabbing me. And we're in this yeah. cha- this random chap's garden uh, bathroom, which was tiny, um, and we, he didn't want the blood to leak out on the carpet or something. So we had to try and catch it on a plastic sheet underneath my belly. And my selling, you know, when you watch wrestlers and they can't sell. My selling of getting stabbed was pretty shit, i got to say. Oh, it's really bad. I should have been screaming, but I was like, we've got one take. We should have, we should have ran it. We should have like been like, Lawrence, sell it. You know, really sell it. I did really sell it. Well, I don't know. It, it came across pretty cool. And I thought the uh, makeup girls did a good um, a good job on, on your body with all the stab That wounds. was great. That was the best bit. I had to get all the like prosthetics put on me, didn't I, didn't I for ages. Yeah. 
is yeah, uh, that's fun. Is the uh, the trailers on YouTube, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So you can post that into the chat. To be honest, someone's probably ripped the whole film. My my the film that I first started, Devil in the Woods, that got ripped and put onto YouTube, and I was like, motherfuckers. Did it? Well, you weren't preaching the choir, mate. Because that's with Voodoo Vegas's albums back in the day. We done our first record. This is how music's changed. We done our first album, The Rise of Jimmy Silver. Um, bloody Radio Five was doing a debate about music piracy and things mm. and torrents, and I got onto. I got onto Radio 5 to discuss it and how our album wasn't even released and it was then pirated, BBC Radio 5. And uh, I thought it was bullshit because it cost us loads of money. But now, I mean, <laughs> Spotify is ridiculous. Uh, you know, that's it, the trailer post in chat. It just ruins everything. But anyway, that's besides semantics on on content creation <laughs> and music and movies and stuff. But I've just posted the link to the, to the film. Uh, link in the chat but there you go Tez that's another Ministry of Slam good to have everyone here thanks for hanging out guys good to see you guys and uh, thank you very much to everyone who is part of our community like we said we're going to a nice little tangent I enjoy that it's good fun tangents are great I'll probably be back doing some gaming this week as well I want to try and put try Mountain Blade Bannerman I'm going to try that but uh, thank you to every single member who is part of our MSU community and helps, uh, helps to run the channel the Gruff, Bericles Corner, Merrill, John Larry, The Legend of Four Chords, Gareth, Erratic Agent, The Miguel, Thor, Daniel Skeets, and Dan from Chicago. Thank you to every single one of you guys. We'll be back this week with lots more MOS Network content. And Ministry of Slam will be back live next Sunday with a review of Crown Jewel from Saudi Arabia. And I possibly will be live doing a watch along on Saturday night. So watch out for that, guys. Thank you very much, everybody. Cheers, Tez. Cheers, Lawrence. And we we'll see you guys. Oh, on... the poll results. The poll. Poll, oh, poll, 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 poll. The poll results. I forgot. <laughs> Classic me. The poll. We had a poll going, podcast listeners, with Are you excited to see MGF as a babe face in AEW? We had yes, no, and it's a swerve, bro. And the poll ends with 52% of It's a swerve, bro. So there we go. Uh, it's a swerve, bro wins. So there we go. Yeah, and nice. here we go, guys. Thank you very much, everybody. We will see you guys on the flip flop. Good night. Good night. One button. Good night.